We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Black and Right. Thank you for tuning in. This is Verlon Galloway, John's co-host. John is taking a break this week so he can bring it, bring the pain next week like only he can. I have a packed studio, ladies and gentlemen. Dennis isn't here yet. He's on CP time. What is he? Oh, no. We, we still got one white guy in the studio. But Dennis is on CP time. We're about to have a good time. We're about to talk about the previous election, November the 8th, what went wrong and what we can do to make it better going forward. I want to introduce my guest. I promised you all I wasn't going to do a lot of talking this week. I'm not going to tell you about my wild trip in Las Vegas, like being whipped by two dominatrix on the strip. I'll save that for next week. <laughs> but I want to introduce my guest today. Ladies first. Stephanie Trussell, former candidate for lieutenant governor, America's mayor, Richard Irvin, Professor Washington, Wallace, I'm so sorry, Wallace, you know, me and John, we mess up on names, <laughs> and Jimmy Conomos, Dennis Rebelletti will be here at 4.05, well, he's still on CP time, <laughs> so I want to start this off, I want to start this off, no further ado, I want to introduce Stephanie Trussell. And I, you know, she needs no introduction, but I want to introduce her anyway, and then I want her to lead this conversation off. Oh, oh, wow! What an honor! And we have to put a pin in the whole Vegas story. We, we, <laughs> we want to hear that one. I am so happy. I, I, I just can't believe this day has come. I'm so uh, thank you so much, Verlon, for even putting this opportunity together. And I, it was a long time coming. I know a lot of people very passionate about the investment of time and emotions and everything we went through this last year in an effort to to, you know, um, fire J.B. Pritzker. And so this opportunity to kind of hash things out, because at the end of the day, I'm sure um, Mayor Irving's goal, too, as a Republican is to unite our party, is to unite our state to make sure that we defeat the Democrats. But uh, that was a vicious, vicious primary. When I ran for lieutenant governor with Darren Bailey, I knew that Darren Bailey was the right person to restore this great state. And I ran as a, it was an honor to me to be able to join this ticket. I had no idea. Now I knew who my natural enemy was and that's the democratic party, but I had no idea that the primary would be so bloody and so brutal. I just, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, You know, and I know what people kept telling me it's politics. I've been, been around for a while, but I had never been the target of the attacks. I'd never been in a position where uh, mailers went out about me, um, there are a couple of times during the campaign season when I'm out traveling and I'll get a text message that will say, hey, friend, and it will be a text about me lying about me. 
And that was something new for me. And I'm not a, like a crybaby, obviously, as a conservative with a radio show for seven years in Chicago. I can take a punch, as, as um, um, our favorite lieutenant governor of, used to say, Del Mar would say, I can take a punch. But I just, I just didn't understand why I was the only lieutenant governor that was under attack, first of all. Nobody else was under attack. And the fact that it was just so personal, so brutal. And one of the days that hit me the hardest was when I was I'd been gone for four days from my family, driving Reagan to school. He's my senior. And an ad comes on the radio that says Darren Bailey claims he's a conservative and swears he's a, a Christian. That just like hit me. I'm like, so now we're questioning Darren's faith. That was like below the belt. Unbelievable that this is what we're gone to. And, and so throughout all those months, when I would go to events, people would pat me on the back and say, hey, Stephanie, you know, on June 29th, we got to unite. We got to come together. And then on June 29th, when the results weren't what those people thought they were going to be, I would go to events where Darren Bailey's name wouldn't even be mentioned. And one of the things that hurt me the most was in my own county, about five days after we win with 57 percent of the vote, I go to a Republican, I'm I'm at a Fourth of July parade and the Republican float comes around the corner and there's not one Darren Bailey sign on it. It's filled with signs. But these were people that weren't invested in him winning. And even though it's after June 28th and we won and we should unite, there was no uniting. And that was the sad part that we just didn't come together like everybody kept telling me we had to because this is what has to happen. So I guess the question is this circular firing squad, it just does so much damage to the party and to the brand. We spend so much money and resources just going after each other during the primary that, you know, during the general what's left. And then um, you're giving our opponents so much more ammunition. And this is finally what I'll say. J.B. Pritzker paid a kid to follow me around and record everything I said for months. He did it up until November 7th, I think. Right, Maddie? This kid went everywhere we went. He pulled out his phone and recorded literally everything I said. Not once did J.B. Pritzker send out an attack ad against me. Mm. You know, so that was the part that I just it, it was I learned a lot. I thought I knew a lot, but Oh, my goodness. It was a, quite an experience. Well, number one, you had a coward that you were running against. That, that lady governor, uh, lady lieutenant governor that we have now, I tried my best to get you all to debate, but it didn't happen. No, but she, she wouldn't. Have. She, what would she have to gain to, to I, debate a former I've never heard her voice. Oh, well, she's a coward. She's got the best job in the state as far as she has to do very little and she still gets paid, you know. But, oh, well, that's what apparently Illinois is, it hasn't suffered enough. They doubled down. They want more JB and more Juliana. So, you know, God bless her, I guess. It's, it's an honest job, I suppose, even if she's not doing very much. Now, America's mayor, you participated in the governor's race. Uh, how do you respond to all of that? You know, I, I absolutely agree. There was a lot of negativity, you know, in this in this race for, for governor. You know, and I wasn't aware that uh, uh, that uh, Ms. Trussell herself was ever being attacked or anything. I, I'd never heard nor seen that on the on the radio. But, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, that I'm the first to tell you, being in politics, you know, haven't been elected office probably over the last 20 years. Politics is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a harsh sport, you a know, blood sport. It, it's a, absolutely, you know, I, I don't make the rules, you know, these, this has been going on for a whole lot of years before I even got in and I've been in 20 years, but I, you know, I will say this, you know, from the, the very first moment I, you know, I announced I was uh, running for office. I was attacked, attacked immediately, immediately. I mean, called Satan, called all kind of stuff it, oh, immediately. Man. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I, I didn't take offense to it because, of course, I'm not Satan, you know, and, and all those negative things that folks were saying about me. It, it's not me. You know, it didn't I, apply to me. Go I ahead. don't want to interrupt you. Go but ahead, brother. You, you I got to na- nail it down. Go ahead. You wasn't just attacked. You were attacked by your own party. I, I mean, you were talking about that. Yeah. You kept talking about what JB did. But I said, man, you were attacked by the 
the conservatives first. I, I was. I, I was attacked, you know, viciously, you know, from from the time I got in, you know, to to after the to after the primary. And and, and look, I don't. I have to take responsibility for what my cam, campaign did. And and I'll say this, you know, as as I grow as as a public servant, I, I recognize we've got to bring civility back back to politics. Period. You know, and and even though I'll have you know, our campaign consultants say you got to be negative, you got to do, you know, you got to say this thing, you got to say that to bring the other person down and lift you up. I don't necessarily agree with that. And and going forward, you know, I, I if you know any other time I run for office, especially if I ever run for statewide office again, you know, I I won't subscribe to that. But yeah, as I said, you know, this is a big boy sport, a blood sport, you know, and and I don't make the rules. You know, I just I just participate and play by them. You know, to get the end result, and that's to win. Now, it didn't work out this time. And, under, you know, and it, was, it wasn't just the, the conservatives that were attacking me. You know, I was getting it from both ends. I was getting it from the, uh, the Democratic Party as well. And when you got, you know, both sides coming at you, the conservative side as well as the as well as the Democratic side, you know, at some point the dam just breaks and, you know, ended up like it ended up. Well, I, I just really quick, I applaud you for showing up today because I didn't think this would ever happen. But at the same time, I have to face all those people that gave up so much of their time and energy for Darren Bailey. And I can't stand here. And just not say you had no idea what was going on as far as you didn't know I was getting attacked. I'm getting these text messages in my phone from your campaign. Absolutely. And lying in, in about me and who I am. And you just I you were unaware of what was happening in your campaign. Not. You know, as you know, this this is a big state. You know, I'm doing my part traveling all over the state, team, traveling all over the state, meeting you, meeting as many as people as, as I possibly can to get, you know, to, you know, to uh, you know, be successful in this election. And I'm not involved in the day-to-day activities of, of what uh, different campaign folks might be doing. Now, I'm not sure why anyone would even bother, you know, attacking a lieutenant governor because, you know, I'm not running against lieutenant governor. Richard Irvin, I'm running against somebody that's, uh, you know, that's in the gubernatorial uh, position. And, so I should have brought, and I, and I, and I thought I, about and, bringing in the flyer. And I, you know, you know, but I, I, I thought, you know, but since you didn't line, see him, I should have brought him in. I had no idea. Line, can I talk? Oh, yeah. We, okay, listen, we, we got a minute. I was going to bring you in. I'll, I'll come you in. said you were on CP time, so you might be on punishment. I don't know. After this break, I'm going to bring you in because I know you have a lot to say. And your name was brought up about as far as what you said about mm. Darren Bailey. Oh, the and other I, I would love to talk about that even more. And that's now, why I'm mm-hmm. here for three hours. You will lead off I'm ready. After, the, after the break. I look and I promise that. Mitchell and Progressive Jim, I'm not going to call you a cream puff like Sean does. Progressive Jim, <laughs> I'm going to bring you in too after the, after the next break. Oh, man, this is going to be a good show. And I hope somebody calls in that really wants to talk to you. <laughs> but I don't know. I told him when to call in. I don't know when he's going to call, but... It's a surprise. It's okay. a surprise. I've been surprising everybody. I didn't even tell anybody that the professor was coming in. No. Okay. And I, I want, but I want the, the, the professor to sit yeah. there and listen because I, I need his opinion. He's okay. an independent conservative and uh, he's going to be promoting the Black Conservative Summit coming up this week. I'll be there Saturday. I can't Ooh, be there Friday. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right. Let's get right to it. Without further ado, Dennis Rebelletti. Erlon, thank you for having me. It's always exciting to be here when you're here and John's not, but... <laughs> um, 
John did stop by the township the other day. He had a chance to come by and visit, as uh, Richard has been. We had 100 seniors uh, over for our St. Patrick's Day lunch. Uh, they actually raised some money for us while they were there. So I was telling them how difficult the circumstances are for our food pantry. And uh, as always, you know, Republicans aren't supposed to be helping people because we're always branded as people who don't care about anybody. But uh, John got to see firsthand as well as some other folks that were visiting the food pantry that uh, the township does stand up, does take care of the uh, people who are most vulnerable in the community. And I'm glad he got a chance to uh, witness that. And hopefully we can uh, find $2,000 so that we can have you guys come out in the spring or summer. We have our fifth year reopening anniversary and are hoping that we can bring a bunch of folks to see what we've been doing and visit with all the people who've donated and have been volunteering uh, to one of the best food pantries in our state. So it was a, it was a great thing uh, the other day. So well, Sounds good. Yeah. So you want, do you have any responses uh, like to Stephanie when she says something about uh, what well, you said I was, the other it was It was um, January 30th, I believe. I was um, prepping for my son's birthday party. It was a Saturday. I think it was the, Saturday, the last Saturday. And I'm listening to him um, kind of criticize how Darren lost or whatever. And I couldn't call in <laughs> because I was prepping for a party. And I just thought, well, well isn't, you know, it's interesting this Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking of, you know, of why he lost. And I can't even remember exactly what you said, but I, just I remember, remember what he said, putting a pin in it, thinking like, okay, you know, and it's a blessing. He, he said a Darren Bailey was a drag on the ticket. That's Ooh, right. Well, okay. Well, that's, that's what I said. That's no missing words there. You know? Okay. okay. So, so explain. Yeah. I've been doing this for 30 years, Stephanie, and mm-hmm. I've been in the trenches since I've been a committeeman, have done it. And where are you a committeeman at? I'm sorry. Uh, Addison Township. Which oh, is, that's one of my favorite. One that endorsed one candidate, then endorsed another. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, that's right. Ahead. But uh, yeah, the great uh-huh. thing, Stephanie, since you'll, you'll, I know you're going to try to filibuster for three No, hours, I won't. I'll I'm, shut up. But, but here, our township only lost Darren by four points, which was the best township in the entire county. So if you're going to badmouth townships and, and committeemen, that you can, I can endorse 45 people. We went out and carried for you. We went out and worked for you. After we endorsed two different candidates. Richard wasn't announced when we made our first endorsement. I didn't like the Gary Rabine campaign. That's not a surprise. Uh, I like Gary personally. I like Aaron. Uh, that's. But I why was he a drag? Let's just get right to that. Why was Darren a drag? Yes, please. Darren was running 15 points down in DuPage County. You guys lost by 52,000 votes. What was the message in DuPage? Oh, by the way, where was Darren at half the time? Effingham. Saline County, uh, he's in Coles in County. He was every, we did 102 counties multiple times. Nobody worked the state like the Darren Bailey campaign. Then what happened then? What, what, well, what was the, well, some the, of that was ballot harvesting. Well, I mean, we can, we, we can talk about how oh, we didn't chase ballots and mailing ballots and things that we don't do as Republicans. Darren like didn't to show spend up. time up here in the collars. So, so wait. Everybody said spend time. I told Bill Brady in 2010 to spend time up here, but everybody feels they got to go downstate. Downstate's already locked up. We used to win DuPage County 60-40. And, and, and Stephanie, you, you're talking about attacks. Darren Bailey didn't attack the mayor sitting here? Really? Oh and you were unaware of that? Okay. let's. I, I want to go back to him no, being no, a drag I, on the I, ticket in DuPage County. Saying, Darren Bailey's not the only one that lost in DuPage County. DuPage County has, has gone from one of the reddest counties to Blue Page County. We have an issue with the leadership in DuPage oh, County then turn and the Republican. All, take it so over. To say that he was a drag, that you act as if every other Republican candidate won in DuPage County but Darren Bailey. You know, That's just me, a strong word to say 
to say that he dragged strong. the ticket? I, it's not strong. Let me let me let me let me let me let me jump let me jump in for a second. Now, clearly, you know, Ms. Trussell here is running as lieutenant governor along with Baron Daly is emotionally attached to that to the campaign and and understandably and rightfully so. But the reality is this is not a red state. This isn't a purple state. This is a blue state. But this blue state has elected Republicans statewide if that Republican has crossover appeal. That means you get Republicans to vote for you. You get independents to vote for you. And, yes, you get Democrats to cross over and vote for you. The reality is, and, and, and after the campaign, after the primary, I got an opportunity to meet Darren Bailey one-on-one. And I can tell you, you know, meeting with him and sitting down, breaking bread with him, he's a very nice person. You know, and, and I, I was actually surprised at how nice and genuine he was as an individual. But his his views and where he's and, and, and location throughout the state where he's from, the views that, that, that may work there don't work throughout this whole blue state. So the reality is the reason J.B. Pritzker spent so much money, $35 million, taking down me and my campaign and lifting up Darren Bailey's because he knew that if he was going to run against Darren Bailey in the general, that would be an easy win. And it, it was that exact thing that happened. So, you know, it's not just, you know, the Republicans. Let's just think about strategy. Why do you think J.B. Pritzker spent $35 million in a Republican primary, in a Republican primary, taking me down and, and, and lifting Darren Bailey up? Why do you think that is? And if you and if you can't strategize and think about why that possibly might be, then then you so then you the don't understand okay. you don't understand politics and how it works. And and it's a numbers game. Politics is a numbers game. It's not about I like this person and and because I like him I think they should and win. The numbers it's game, about getting it's in the, the primary. And how much in did a, you guys in, spend in a primary? And, and you came in, in a third pri- in a primary election. So it's a numbers game. In a pri- right. in a primary exactly. election, then and you, you cannot get those same numbers one at a time. In, in general. Okay. Okay, this whole thing you that you he didn't, didn't. Did you have an event for Darren to welcome him to Aurora and welcome him to your county and say, hey, I'm on the ticket with it him? It would not did, have yes mattered. No? Yes or no? Because this know, gentleman I, is saying that we should have spent more mattered. time in the counties, but I don't remember anybody else saying, hey, we lost to him, but we're going to have him out to our county, welcome him, and let's, let's, because I was supposed to get on a podium and welcome you had you won, because that's what oh, I was no, told. Oh, no, 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 no absolutely not. You, but Darren did you do Bailey that? made you it clear. You said no. You said no. You didn't do that. Darren Bailey made it clear. That after the primary, he was not going to support the Irvin campaign. No, no, no. We're talking about after we won 57% clear. of the vote. Oh, Did you come on board to, to say, hey, this is our guy and I'm going to support him and I want everybody. It, no, you it, didn't. It wouldn't matter. Because everybody was so hurt least little that bit. this farmer beat because he Verline, wasn't supposed to beat anyone. If I may. Okay. So, you go right ahead. When Republicans decide that the primary isn't the general. Then we'll win races. <laughs> Who cares if you win fifty-seven yeah, percent of the primary? That means absolutely nothing. It's a big nothing. deal when it's, it's it a means race. Nothing. Well, you know because what? Guess what? You still vote for you, Are you Stephanie? of the belief still, Richard, you that you could have beat JB Pritzker? JB Pritzker is of that belief. But That's why I, he spent thirty-five million dollars. My question since we're here and in face, and I've been thinking this for a long time. Why didn't you run against him in the primary? Because that's where you could have beat him. J.B. Prisker believed that because that's why. I mean, been, in the primary, let me ask, let me ask you, you a question. You should have run as a Democrat. Let me, let me ask you a question. Well, I'm not in a the Democrat. primary. I'm, I'm not a Democrat. I'm just I'm saying I'm going to say it because that's but, what. But let me ask you a question. Oh, go ahead. Why do you think? Why do you think? And you are aware of this that J.B. Prisker spent 35 million in a Republican primary, taking me down. Why mm-hmm. do you think that happened? Well, okay, because you were such a threat to him. Well, I'm asking you. Why I, you think I really, that if I could try to you get into the head to. of J.B. Pritzker and why he's doing, even what he's doing now, we can do go this over, I'm, over and over again. Nobody spends thirty-five million on somebody unless here's, they're a threat. Okay, here's, 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 okay, okay, hold on one second. Well, hold one second. One second. Okay. Let me just bring in a couple of calls. Okay, Jim, what you got to say? Oh. Hello, 
Jim. Yeah, hi, how are you? What's going on? It's Richard. I was going to say, Richard, I thought, was the more formidable candidate against Pritzker. I mean, I'm a Democrat, but I thought that they did the right strategy there because I thought he was a more saner candidate than Bailey. But anyway, that's just my opinion. I thought that he gave, would have gave Pritzker a better battle. But uh, I was going to say that Trump is demanding a uh, protest on Tuesday. He's going to take a pinch on Tuesday, apparently. I just wonder if the studio is going to empty out the street they give it the old college tryout. No, no, I mean, you're, you're, you're hoping for well, another January 6th. It's not going to happen, well, Jim. You, well, you, know, it might, it might, you never yeah. know. But my point is, this guy this guy is your biggest uh, drag on the ticket. Trump is just a complete drag on the ticket. Well, well, I'll, I'll take... Uh, Oh, I'll take two dollar gas and I'll take no fentanyl killing your kids, Jim. Well, and by the way, Jim, your favorite station has banned me because I have my conservative views on your liberal talk radio station, AM eight twenty. Yeah, well. All right, well, thanks, thanks for the call, Jim. I want all right, to, uh, no problem. Yeah. All right, man. I want to take Lawrence. Lawrence, my friend. Uh, you know what? Everybody likes likes to throw mud after after the race, but the fact of reality is, one, let's look at the voters. They talk a big game. They talk tough, and they didn't come out. The conservative voters did not come out. I'm with second you. Second of yeah. all, mm-hmm. uh, second of all, foolish to constantly do the same pattern and expect different results or waiting till election day to vote. A uh, fools do that. Uh, I showed up to an event, a public uh, an event that I had two tickets to get in uh, in Springfield. It was called Republican Day for the um, in Springfield. I wanted to talk about ballot harvesting. I wanted to talk about election security, and I wanted to talk about early voting. And then Don Tracy and the leadership of the Darren Bailey campaign asked me to leave because they didn't want to talk about ballot harvesting. Well, all of a sudden now. Uh, all right, Lawrence, all we're, about to hit this. we're about to hit a break. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 Theater. Welcome back to Black and Right. We're about to get right back to it. Uh, I forgot to give out the phone number, 312-642-5600. So you can start calling in if you want to. I want to go right back to Lawrence because he had a lot to say and he, and he didn't have enough time to say it. So come on, come on, Lawrence, bring it on. How are you? Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Again, you know, I have 20 plus years of experience, uh, boots on the ground, the grassroots activist fighting for the causes. I was one of the first that brought up CRT in Chicago, uh, and I pitched it over to Charlie Kirk, young Charlie Kirk back then. And then I tried to talk to wake up the uh, Republicans. Don't do the same thing for the same negative result. We have to learn how to, how to follow state law and fight to the top of, of the law. We don't need to get violent. We don't need to get uh, uh, crazy, but we need to work hard. We can't sit home on our keyboards and, and call people names. We got to go out there. And one other thing uh, is the, uh, the p- paid consultants that advise all these candidates, they are the problem. They do the same thing over and over and over, and they get paid no matter who wins or who loses. I, I, I was out there talking about this, uh, the gender uh, situation, uh, gender affirming clinics that the Democrats are now using as a new abortion movement. That's how the Democrats are organizing now. That's how they're, they're trying to get behind Brandon Johnson in Chicago in the mayor's race. That is what we all need to talk about because Paul Vallis and Brandon, in my opinion right now, are head to head. 
and uh, they're uh, bringing on the young vote uh, with this gender-affirming uh, LBGD uh, talk <laughs> that is cool right now. So uh, I am doing everything trying to wake up the Republicans against this, uh, you know, against the gender-affirming cl- uh, clinics. Uh, that is horrible what's going on. There's some really sick MDs that are taking good, uh, healthy, confused young children and taking the body parts off. And the parents are naive to it or they don't care. Uh, that is sick. And the Republican Party needs to stand up against it, stand behind me to st- uh, to uh, talk about it. And that's one thing I hold uh, different Bailey's campaign uh, accountable is I accepted to talk to them to uh, come down a couple notches on the abortion situation. Because in, in Chicago, we have a lot of uh, young girls getting pregnant from their, uh, from their stepbrothers, half-brothers, and uncles. Uh, and those people deserve an abortion if they're traumatized and they got to move on. Oh, my on. goodness. So, it, we did, so, they, so the baby should die because of the sins of the parents. Wow. So that's that's completely wrong. My mother was, a you could say, a victim of statutory rape, driven to an abortion clinic, didn't get out of the car to kill me. I have five beautiful children and two beautiful granddaughters. She was 16 years old. So, you know, let's just kill. No, we, we, we can't, we can't ease up on the abortion thing because how are you going to enjoy life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness if you're not even born? Nothing's more important than valuing life at its most innocent form. I will never back down from that. If I have to be more like a Democrat to get elected in that issue, well, God bless me because I'm never going to back down. And that's too important in this country, especially when black people make up 13 percent of the population, but 33 percent of the abortions. So we want black gangbangers to value life. But we we just the most violent place in the black community is an abortion clinic, not the corners where people well, are getting shot. Stephanie, so I'm not going to back I, down I on that one. So uh, I you're wrong. You. You're, you're, you're a beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, I should have been dead. According to you, so you know, and 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 and, and I and, and I, I what I said was, did, did your mom get pregnant with, with, with her half brother or, or her so, uh, her uncle? How many no. cases are like that? That's so few and rare. One percent. About one percent. That's not the that's not how the reason the Planned Parenthood so is making billions of dollars because of those you, cases. You, and you will no. not adjust mm-hmm. your view for one no. percent. Sorry, the baby. Well, I don't know. Maybe we need a pastor weigh in on that. The baby didn't do anything to anybody, so he should die okay, for the sins I'm of his willing, father. Uh, you know, Stephanie. Okay. Stephanie, I'm willing. I, I I've had hours of talks with mm-hmm. uh, with Darren and Cindy with this. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're not willing to look at one percent mm-hmm. of, of the people that are, you know, pregnanted by their own family members and you're bringing kids. Okay, so if I the, give you that argument, world, so we're just going to have abortion clinics just open for incest cases. That's it. That's the only people that are allowed. No, to go but, in but, 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 but no, but right now, right now, we're opening up gender affirming clinics in front of your own eyes and you're not doing anything yes, about yes, it. Yes, we are. I'm, I, we're doing it. You know, the main thing is that we should have been talking about all these advisors told Republicans to play the defense on abortion. We should have been talking about in Illinois that an underage child can go get an abortion without their parents permission and if you're 12 if you're 13 that's a crime has been committed if that person's that girl is pregnant but J.B. Pritzker rolled that back and so that's what we should have been talking about instead of I every time I turn on the TV Republicans were uh, depicted as extreme in that case but they want to kill babies up until the point the baby's crowning but we're extreme we need to be unapologetic about that we don't need Republicans at the top of the ticket unsure there about their opinion lot, on that there's a lot I, there's a lot I agree with you but one of the biggest well, we may have to talk uh, come, come to boss dogs one day and we can sit down and have a talk but um, will, and but you can talk Stephanie, to me for hours and you'll you'll walk away changed but you're not going to move me on it so 
There well, you go. So the other Stephanie, problem too. That, Stephanie, is, that's a problem. You're, you know what? That's you're, your you're problem. Little stubborn you just on this. think that you know certain babies don't de- deserve well, to live. And I, okay. and I don't. You know, know, another problem. Let, let, let's get back to the campaign. What, yeah. what Darren Bailey's campaign did? They, they threw one one of the best loyal, passionate uh, uh, volunteers they had in Chicago Cook County, uh, Larry Legas, underneath oh. the bus. Oh my God! When we, he was standing, we, can't even, we don't have enough time to talk we, about we, we, violence. You know, you're going down a, a rabbit hole that's just hey, not I even gave, worth. I, I gave you, you gave all the you time, have way too much it was time. A good right. conversation. I didn't want Bye-bye. to end it, but uh, thanks for the call, Lawrence. Yeah. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, that was good, Doc. Doc. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm bringing you and I'm bringing Mitchell in after this break. We'll be back right in a minute. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. Like Nelly said, it's getting hot in here. I love it. But as I promised, I want to bring on the doctor to give his independent conservative view about what he's been hearing. Dr. Eric Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Verlana. I, I appreciate it. And I want to say up front that, you know, I love these two people to my to my left. I don't know about the guy to the right, but to the left. I, <laughs> <laughs> I usually like to be on the right of anything, but okay, I'm on your left. All right. Oh, you happen to be on my left right now. I, I've known uh, uh, the mayor, Irvin, for uh, what, 20, 20 years, 20 years, something like that. We have put together the African. You've been in my home for dinner. We're African American. I'm getting to you. Okay, all right. African American (laughs) Republican Council. Um, I tried to bring him on as the uh, uh, vice chair. Um, I've known Stephanie for for a while, and actually. Both of these great people are going to be at the Black. Can I give a plug for the Go Black ahead. Brothers? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll see you. Are you going to be there, Rich? Absolutely. The 24th wow. and the 25th. Uh, I know you'll be there on Saturday. I'll you'll be, be the there I'm for go- both, I want to both hang days. Out both days. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie will actually be interviewing. Um, yeah. Uh, we're going to show uh, Uncle, what, Tom Uncle Tom, too. Yes. And she's going to interview um, Chad Lute- Jackson. And Lieutenant Colonel Allen Lieutenant West. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West yeah. and Larry Elder. <laughs> but in, my take is there were... We've made a number of mistakes, and we continue to make them. I don't know how we're going to fix them in Illinois to where um, a lot of times we, we want to push and say that a, a more moderate candidate can win, uh, but when they don't win, they won't support the, and I'm not saying necessarily you, Richard, but they won't support the conservative candidate. And I think that there was a lot of mistakes that were made. I don't, um, I, I see some mistakes in when Richard was running for governor about how the campaign was run. Um, he should have been out there a lot earlier. Should have been out there talking to conservatives, should have been out there, you know, really get involved in some of the some of the debates and stuff like that. So people would know who you are, know where you stood, and weren't looked at as just being the um uh what, what do you A call step? it well you call that candidate where the all the, the uh Brinker or no 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 established the established established candidate. Candidate. yeah yeah right that's what I'm saying. I, I don't need all these other words I'm like, I'm just, I felt like I was on a prime and like, I was on a no game show I'm like that's well, me bro and then and then on the conservative side I don't understand the the need to invoke uh, Donald Trump in a state where Donald Trump didn't right. win. And, I, and they brought that killed. up, right, yeah. Um, right, so that and that they would say that to me, and I would say, Donald Trump isn't running in, in the state of Illinois. That's not our issue. Right. So, right. But they had him on. That was a litmus they had test. Him, yeah. You know, making that statement. Mm-hmm. Of course, they had then had you on film talking about how great Prisker was. So yeah. it was, it was they had stuff on you guys to, you know, to kind of knock you all around. Right. And yeah. then figure out, okay, who is the real conservative? Who should we come out for? And then on top of that, people didn't come out 
to vote like that's they should have. Voter apathy. They I, just, I say that they all the time. We got all these millions of people that live here and only four million people roughly come out to vote. It's, it's you get what you deserve. Let me bring on Mitchell. Mitchell, what's going on? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Hey, Daddy. Okay. Uh, good afternoon. To, yeah, good afternoon to you, obviously, Berlan, and your distinguished guest. Uh, you know, the days of Chuck Percy are long gone, folks. You're splitting hairs. The reality of it is that, you know, Stephanie, I don't understand why the second installment for property taxes during the election were delayed by six months because Fed Albert, even with all of his union votes, gets his Cook County cronies to delay the second installment. Every working American in basically Illinois would have been furious when they got their second installment because you know, Mayor, 86% of our freaking property taxes go to public schools. And they're furious about how much it goes up every year. And the reason why you analyze your property taxes is because of the public school and their pension. So why everyone's sitting there getting drunk on our, on, on our backs? You guys should have attacked them on that. And then you wonder why there's a civil war? Look, the bottom line is, look, you're never going to fight this thing of abortion. So instead of, like, basically, when you come up against that thing, uh, that debate, like, I think Darren did a great job. In the state of Illinois, it's never going to be a problem. So let's move on from it. I mean, you're just basically giving every ammunition to these fat Democrats at CPT, let alone all these other losers, because they use that as red bait. And the fact of the matter is that Fat Albert had you guys already in the hole. So you mean seven minutes after the election, right. he, he went by a landslide? Yeah. I mean, I said it constantly that 100,000 people didn't leave Illinois because they were afraid a Christian farmer was going to take away their right to kill their babies. That wasn't our leading issue. That's the law of the land in Illinois. Um, we, as Christians, right. we pray and we hope and thank God we continue to do because what happened with Roe v. Wade after 40 something years. But that's not the major issue. And, you know, the whole tax bills. People love paying high taxes. They think J.B. Prisker kept us safe and what he's doing. Great things with the money. I'm talking about these Democrats. They have very short memory. They know that money's being wasted, no, brought in the boot, but they still double down and they wanted more of what we have. And and that's just really sad. We had some great candidates statewide, or countywide or whatever. And we have to figure out how to win. We have to play by the rules that are in place right now. Republicans love Election Day, but right now we the rules are election cycle. We have to chase after those ballots. We have to do what they do. And when we get in power, we can change it. We just have to, I don't know if we all have to go to Florida and figure out how they did it, but that's what we need to do. Uh, uh, Mitchell, thank you, brother. Yeah. I love you, man. Sure. Um, you too. All right, now, see you later. Ron, Dennis? Until the conservatives continue to stop measuring each other by who's conservative enough. Are you a test. conservative? Purity test. Is that is that a, is Stephanie, that a I'm asking. First of all, let me finish before you okay, interrupt because I'm not going to be filibustered here. Okay. I, when I served in the General Assembly, you could pick five votes, ten votes, twenty votes. I've been called a Democrat, a Rhino, mostly a Rhino. You know why? Well, I support unions. Automatically, you're a Rhino. And there are hosts on these shows that are around here that will tell you that you're impure, but you'll take my vote demonize rhinos then the rhinos stay home but all the conservatives come out so there's not enough conservatives in illinois to win you need the rhinos whatever a rhino is and you need to go get those undecided people and all the rhinos and undecided people and the soft democrats said you know what i want no part to that thought we'll be back with more black and white tom don't hang up this is black and white with john anthony Uh, on AM560. 
the answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. Let's get right back to it. Tom from Blue Island. Thank you for holding, Tom. Berlin, you're my buddy. Uh, I got a big problem with Stephanie that I want to ask her about. But first, Berlin, I sent you a text. I wanted to see Black Conservative Summit. If I can get some special seating or something from you, buddy, I'm going to be I, the minority there. I, <laughs> well, I'll be there early, but, hey. you know, uh, it's Saturday and we got to do the show. So I'm, I'll probably be the first one in. I don't I got know. You. Stephanie, bless you. The problem, I, the big problem I have with you is the rowboat I have in my garage. I'm a big guy. I don't think there's enough room for you and me both in there because if I'm ever going to be on a life in a lifeboat, I want it to be with someone like you that stands under principles, that does isn't proud of being a rhino, isn't proud that they only want to uh, murder one percent of the babies, and if. If once in a lifetime a Republican will understand that when you encompass the Democrat talking points, you get rolled. Bless you, Stephanie. Well, Bless thank you. you. Well, my radio hero, Rush Limbaugh, mm-hmm. said we can't be Democrats at being Democrats. So I feel that we need to be a clear contrast to what they're offering. And I'm just unapologetic. I don't sit on the middle of any issue because I, I rule by my values and I happen to be a Christian. Okay, well, Dennis didn't get a lot of time to talk. That's yeah. all right. There's what? the rhino term. <clears throat> what is a rhino? Stephanie, what's a rhino? Say, I didn't say well, it. I'm going to ask you. Know you, what the definition you asked of what it a is. conservative was. No, I'm I asked you, you what, what a conservative. Did you what's said a, it like I want to know what a conservative. I'll put it out to all the folks sitting here. Mm-hmm. What is a conservative? Uh, Sp- Senate President Don Harmon spent $5 million against me, Stephanie, $1 million a week to tell me I was a extreme right-wing nut job because I wrote Concealed Carry, because I'm pro-life. But guess what? I don't check all the boxes, Verlon, and I've talked about this on this show. If you're pro-union, gone. Yep. Rhinos stay home. You guys are the problem in the Republican Party. Oh, we'll stay home. Have very conservative candidates come out. I've Darren Bailey, Stephanie things. Trussell. Mm-hmm. Rhinos stay home. I never. Who said that? No one said Rhino stay really? home. Really? These callers call in well, and say the callers, Rhino should stay home. Well, how many Darren Bailey events did you go to and you heard us say that? I've met myself? Darren Bailey in Elmhurst, did he Stephanie. Say that? It, I'm telling you what the conservative principles are. I don't check the boxes. Therefore, who cares if I vote or not? If I if I run I for care. office in DuPage County. <laughs> I couldn't get support from Dick Uline and all the other conservatives because there were conservatives. I use the exclamation, the uh, quotations, because since I was pro-union, Stephanie, they'd rather have the Democrat. I, I, Why I, is that? I, I, that's something Why? that I don't believe to be true, because that's at no time. Oh, I do, because I, I couldn't raise any right money because. Well, the I don't know the history of your. I'm right. sorry. I'm not well, familiar with what I'm just telling to you, you is I took five million dollars worth of fire. I that's was. All? What's that? I'm saying that's all. Well, I'm just running a Senate race. Yeah, okay. And I was, there was as many commercials against me as there were against you. You guys weren't going to win. They knew. They didn't have to spend as much. You guys fought it out in a primary. um, One of my friends took the time to to send me a picture of all the flyers. I might have to text it to you, Richard, since you weren't aware of all the flyers that came into our homes attacking me. Did you you see all the flyers that came into the home attacking me? Well, I'm just saying attacking me as a lieutenant. Attacking about about all these flyers floating around. I guess we got to say really quick. Let me say this. We can't let you get away with saying that you were unaware. Let me say this. Let me say this. I think Ronald Reagan said it best. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if somebody agrees with you 75% right, right. of the time, that's 80, your friend. 80%. He said 80%. You know, 80%. It, it, let's even say 75% of the time. That is your friend. 
right now, we keep talking about all these things mm-hmm. as wrong with Illinois, and Illinois is run by Democrats, the super majority. Super duper. Super majority. duper majority, mm-hmm. you know, in the legislature. It so doesn't matter. Together. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what our positions are because no one's listening to us that, that matter that's making the that's making the all the laws and making the legislation. If we work together, if we actually make a difference, you know, coming together and these folks were calling rhinos, these folks were calling conservatives, if we work together, we can actually make a difference in the state and, you know, get some Republicans in and take away the supermajority that the Democrats had. Woo, everybody. That first hour flew by and it was hot. Second hour coming up. Don't go away. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome back to Black and Right. If you missed that first hour, you got to go to Salem 560. You know, tomorrow when they post it, I forgot about his, his uh, what the name of his new YouTube page is. They banned the first one, John Anthony Black and Right. So I'm sorry, John, I didn't remember the name for the YouTube page. Three, three. It was a pretty brutal first hour. I'm just teasing. It was fine. Oh yeah, yeah. it that's was why, good. That's why it was nice. You were swinging pretty good. So. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> West Side. At the end of the day, I'm a West Sider through and through. You know. So, hey yeah. Jim, Let's put it this way: we need, we, nobody needs coffee today. Hey Jim, your, uh, what's your what's your friend's name? Uh, Frank Lassay. Oh well, he hasn't called yet. So since he hasn't called yet, and so we can just go ahead and go to the phones. Al from Southside, what's going on, Al? He's uh he's calling about Richard Irvin. Mr. Irvin, how are you doing? I'm all right. How you doing? Fine. Uh, I happened to catch the post in, post-election post interview you did with John Anthony right after the election. Yes, sir. And if you had to spoke to people like that in that interview, I almost could guarantee you would have been governor. I mean, I'm a registered Democrat. And if I'd heard those things before the election, I would have switched my registration. May I ask I think, you, you, why did you vote for J.B. Pritzker the second time? I'm, I, just totally I never voted for Pritzker. I said I'm a registered Democrat. Oh, very good. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so you, we can work with you then. There's hope. Okay, very good. And if well, you listen but, to the show, you're pliable. And, so, and brother, okay. I think that's a crossover. Go ahead. By the way, I also miss you on the radio, too. Oh. That being said, I was <laughs> a huge fan when you were on LS. Oh, thank you. It was just a lot of saying. fun. <laughs> but, Mr. Irvin, I swear to God, I mean, it was just... Everything you said, it was it just made perfectly clear sense to me. And I thought that it was just sad that a guy like you, I just believe that Illinois would have been a better state if you were governor. Well, and if you guys in the studio right now will fight the Democrats as much as y'all fighting each other, <laughs> y'all can get this state back. Well, we're going to end on how are we going to unite, right? That's our goal today, well, to talk about what I keep playing the lottery. I told Tracy, if I win the big one, I'm going to replace him as the Illinois GOP chair. Thank oh, you, okay. thank yeah. you, Al. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's really nice. To as a, as okay, a matter, man, of, y'all be good. All thank right, you. now, as a matter of fact, that's what the topic was going to be. Yeah. The second hour is how do we move forward? Which way is best? Is it the conservative way? Is it the moderate way? What way? What way do we take? What path do we take? Let me just say this. You know, we've got three African American folks here in in this uh, in in this uh, studio with us. 
Four, four, yeah, for four. If we if we count uh, the brother behind us, is it okay? If I, just, I, I, I prefer to be called black. <laughs> black, black, black. There we go. Black, both you know? black folks. So we're all people of color, right. just about right. how much. Exactly right. right. Uh-huh. So uh, you know, I don't know that we sh- we shouldn't have animosity toward each other. And I, and I hope after today, uh, Steffi and I can put aside any animosity we have and, and work together. There are very few people, you know, of, of color, black black people that associate themselves with the Republican Party. There's a whole lot more out there. They just won't associate themselves and come out, even though they have those conservative uh, values that align more with the Republican Party. Uh, you know, they just stuck on that Democrat thing just because that's how it's always been for the last, you know, uh, four or five decades. And because the media lies about it. And, the, you know, but if you look at what the Democratic Party has done for the black community, just look at look on the, look in Chicago. Matter of fact, Stephanie, say you're from the west side. Yes. You know, you've got the south side and west side, which is still struggling. It's been struggling. Our Democratic, mm-hmm. uh, Democratic. Uh, Since the 30s, uh, rule. Since the, the Democrats 30s, have you know, ruled. Come on. I think um, you're ruining yeah. and, mm-hmm. and not doing much for us. So what I, what I would like to talk about in the future when we talk about what we need to do to come together is let's start talking about those kitchen table issues that are important to the majority of the people. You know, let's talk about how we can uh, – start building generational wealth, especially in the black community. Let's talk about how we can make sure our kids have good education and compete, you know, in a, in a global world, you know, in the black community. Let's start talking about what we need to do to, you know, start buying houses and paying our rent, just putting food on the table. You know, let's talk about those things in the Republican Party. Now, well, you, know, yeah. I, you know, I know Republican Party, we like to talk about ideology, you know, but ideology isn't going to win in a general election in a blue state. It's just not. Now, as I said earlier during the break, you know, we can get in, you know, we can impose those conservative values once we get in. But to get in, we've got to create a real plan, talk about those issues that affect the majority of the people and make a difference in the state of Illinois. Education, safety, more police officers, you know, reduce crime. just like we do in Aurora. Man, I've reduced taxes the whole time I've been mayor. Hey, oh, yeah. What, what is that scary? Oh, no, no, you no. I was in Vegas. Yes, sir. Looked up at my TV when I woke up. I saw you on the news. I'm glad you said that because uh, you was on the news presenting an award to a young girl who uh, saved her mother's yes, life, yes, man. Yes, I want yes, you to sir. talk about that. And I want you all to talk right, about right. that, too. Um, but let's just go let, to let, me, let me just finish. So, okay, let me okay. say this so reduce taxes. You know, we got more police officers on our force now than in the history of our city. So we got better safe to reduce crime. We got better education in our city and across all of our six school districts. You know, our city better than it's ever been in, in the history of our city, all those three things. Those are the things that people want to see that they want to make a difference. That's what a leader does, and that's what we need to do when we're talking about running for statewide office. Address those issues that affect the majority of the people. Then get in and use our conservative common sense values to actually make change from within. But we're never going to win an election if all we talk about is ideology, because in a general election, those independents and those soft Democrats that are willing, like that brother just called in that's willing to vote for us, you know, they're not going to come out and vote. And that's what we need. There's a numbers game we need. It's all we can get to jump in the And you talk about that all the time. People who are registered Democrats that's willing, moderate, that's willing to cross and, over and vote for you. You have talked about that a absolutely. lot. Now, I want to talk about those issues because we have two people running for mayor here that's running on those issues, but in different ways. First, I want to go to the phone. Pam. What? Uh, Pam's gone? Are you there? Yeah. What's going on, Pam? I'm sorry. Um, first, I'd like to ask the, answer the question, rather, of what a conservative is. To me, a conservative tries to conserve values, the Constitution, our way of life. It's not a progressive. It's not a moderate. It's a conservative. And that's what I always think of myself as a conservative. Secondly, um, the Illinois Republican Party, um, I, I really 
don't admire, to be quite honest with you. They really don't stand for anything in my mind. I never hear them come out really like the Democrats do with any proposals mm-hmm. or, you know, really getting in there in, in the fight in the thick of things. And I'll tell you, I read a book several years ago called, called The City of Scoundrels. I can't remember the author's name offhand. But that gave me a real clear understanding of the Republican Party in Illinois and how we've gotten to where we are today. Then Judy Bartopinka, um, you know, took Jack Ryan off the ticket. However, that all came down, in, in, you know, behind closed doors. And that gave us Obama, mm-hmm. which, you know, obviously I do not agree with his policies at all. Um, and Jack Ryan would, was a great candidate. And, and that was a reporter getting something sealed open that was personal. It had nothing to do with his politics. That man gave up a huge paying job to teach school. And when you look at what's happening in our state and around the country with so-called moderate and progressives, we're, we're graduating kids that can't read. They can't do math. I'm 65 years old. That kind of scares me for my old age when these young kids are going to start growing up and getting out in the workforce. So to be honest with you, I really wish that people would just just understand what conservatives mean and where they're coming from. And in addition to that, I'm, to be honest with you now, I will not vote for, I'm not settling anymore. I will not vote for a candidate who's not conservative. Mm -hmm. I just won't do it anymore. And if that means a third party needs to come in, which I know will give the Democrats everything. No, we can't. I I just disagree. We got to take back our party. We we have the best platform. We got to get rid of the people that don't represent our values. And Dan Prof in this studio said, our, our tent is big. We can have all types of Republicans in our tent. But at the top of the ticket, the people that are representing need to be strong examples of what our party platform is all about. And we need to be unapologetic about that. I know we can win the great state of Illinois, but we can't. Like you said, the Illinois GOP, what are we doing right now? We need to be in those communities right now, not six months before the election. We show up and say, hey, do you hear our candidates? We need to be engaged. I had an opportunity to be everywhere from being in a buggy with an Amish grandmother for a buggy ride for an hour. And I walked 79th Street all day with gangbangers and drug dealers. We need to be there now, not just during election season. And, and and to share our platform and we need to define what our platform is and we need good people out there just um just hitting the pavement doing what needs to be done in this great state and that's what we, we like you said most people don't even know what the illinois gop is doing who they are what they're about because they're kind of quiet and we need them to be loud and proud and unapologetic about what we need to do to save this great state well, well it's because the illinois I, I gop be like she said we have biden and obama okay well let's get the doctor in the independent conservative Okay, thank you. Thank, thank you, Pam. Pam. Yeah, I think there, there, there's been this war in the Republican Party for a long time in Illinois, and that's why a lot of folks don't want to give money mm-hmm. um, um, to the country club Republicans, they exactly. call them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Edgar, even though he was elected a number of different times, Edgar was the one who brought us the uh, income tax, right? Uh, well, he was, he was, we've never had a conservative government governor in my time. I'm we, trying to count 30 seconds down in my head because the music's on. But oh, okay. we're going to come All back. Right. To more black and white in a minute, I got a special guest on the line, on the guest line, former state senator Ricky Hendon. We'll be right back. And now, more black and right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Just switch your attitude. Go 
Welcome back to Black and Right. I'm your host, Verlon Galloway. We've been mixing it up, and we're about to mix it up some more. I got a special guest on the line. I don't know what he wants to talk about oh, because he knows word. how me and he he get down. <laughs> we talk about everything and the, we the we, we blow it up. Have gone oh, at it more oh, than me, once. You yeah, and we him. would go in studio and we we hash it out with Ricky. So Hollywood, I've, Ricky. Been, I've done that too. Without <laughs> further ado, former state senator Ricky Hendon. What's going on, brother? I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> oh, well, oh, write the date down. Have, it's a miracle. No way. Have you, you know been listening to the to the conversation? Do you have anything, you know, any advice or anything you want to say, or do you just want to put on the bo- no. boxing gloves and talk about whatever? No, I mean, I'll, I'll stay with y'all and talk about whatever, but I will start by saying it's good to, you know, be chatting with some of my friends and people I have supported uh, before, like uh, Mayor uh, Richard Irving, when Richard ran for Alderman. A long time ago, I took about 30, 40 people out there and, and gave them a hand. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat. Uh, I think he was independent at the time. Uh, you do remember that, don't you, Richard? I, I do remember that, brother. I was I was Republican at the time then, too. But it was a nonpart <laughs> it was a nonpartisan race that you uh, that you helped out with, but I appreciated that. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Me, it which just, is my point. You know, we came up there, we helped the brother, and. Uh, he was actually the Republican that the Democrats feared the most for governor, but y'all kicked him out. The Republican Party rejected him. And I have all due respect to Stephanie, but the Democrats was hoping that her opponent was the opponent for J.B. Pritzker, and they gave, served it up. So it, so had, had Richard Pritzker, won, he wouldn't have done what he did as far as ballot harvesting and did what they did and still seven minutes after he wouldn't have declared victory. I mean, it was it was baked into the pie because we were not ballot harvesting harvesting ballots that's not the, i mean that's, that's i i find it um it's just disingenuous to say that richard Irving could have beat him with all due respect well jb prisco thought that, which is why it's been 35 well had you run in the primary as a democrat against him okay ricky i gotta ask you about about um Hold on, she don't want ricky to finish so let ricky finish he was saying some good stuff okay yeah he's saying good stuff go ahead go ahead hold on hold on go ricky go ahead ricky all I'm saying is this here. The Democrats, and people can deny it or whatever, feared Richard Irving more than anybody. I know, okay? I was right there. Richard Irving was who the Democrats feared, who J.B. was worried about. Uh, and the Republican Party, because of race, I think, rejected the man. What? Now that I oh, you're cr- oh, anyway, I, Ricky, come on now. I wouldn't now. say that. The race card. I took, I'm surprised it took you this to long say, to use it. I'm going to okay. Ricky, remember we said I, the most important I, color was green. green. Ricky Not knows that because he's about the green. Let's just <laughs> no, talk really quick no, before Ricky, we run out of time. I want to talk about Dr. Willie Wilson because had I lived okay, in Chicago, fine, I would have voted for him. I'm going to finish on this. Okay, I'm go ahead. Well, let's finish sucking up to how great Richard is. Go ahead. I'll shut up. Mute my mic. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm Rick. a Democrat who has supported Republicans in the past. I supported Judy Bartopinka. I support Judy Bartopinka was one of my best damn friends. Okay? And I supported her against the Democrat. I also supported Edgar a couple of times against the Democrat. I'm a true independent. I'm, you want to know what's wrong with the Republican Party is you reject candidates like Richard Irving. And that's my final point on that. If you want to grow and take over Illinois, don't be too conservative and be rejecting people like Judy Bartopinka. And Richard Irving, that's why you keep losing in Illinois. 
Ricky Dennis want Dennis want to say something. Ricky, it, it's uh, sure. uh, nice to hear your voice. I used to uh, when I was on the House floor. Uh, you know, you, we were in the House of Commons, and I used to hear your speeches about how you were in the House of Lords, and we <laughs> the House of Commons didn't really get their uh, uh, stuff together. But you guys, I used to always appreciate how you could fly through uh, in a session getting getting those bills moved. But you know, I always appreciate when. Uh, People step up into the public arena like yourself and others because it's a tough world out there. Richard's done it. Eric has done it. Stephanie has done it. I've done it. And we have friends who are Democrats. We have friends who are Republicans. But I will tell you something that's changed, Ricky, is that when you and I served, I could have walked across to the Senate and talked to you. You could have came across the House and talked to me. And we were just people talking about an issue, not about if you were ultra-liberal and I'm ultra conservative, but we we had relationships. And I think that's that part of that is is lost here. And uh, and I've heard. Go ahead. I've actually heard that a lot of people don't realize or don't recognize the fact that me and Peg Phillips was right. the best friends we could possibly be. I walked across the first day I got down there. I hope you remember this. Emil Jones was mad as hell. I walked straight across the aisle and became friends with Peg Phillips. We was cool. Me and Pate learned how to work together. Pate would tell me, Rick, so he called me Lucky. He said, Lucky, if you could, Hollywood and Lucky, that's what he called me. He said, if you can write the bill where you don't say black or you don't say uh, Latino or whatever, I will support it. And I wrote legislation that used uh, zip codes for the first time. And Pate Phillips went into the Republican caucus and said, this is what we're going to do. And they said, well, that's going to go to the black. And Pate would say, you see black in the bill? You see Negro in the bill? You understand? I was his guy. He was my guy. And I voted many times against Emil with Pate. And and that's the way it should be. We shouldn't be so caught up in these party labels until we get stuck. That's how the people of Illinois lose. So, Ricky, what happens in the Sounds Chicago good. races? What happens out there? What happens? Well, them? here's what I see on the mayor's race. Um, and, and Stephanie mentioned Dr. Willie Wilson. I talked to him today. Love Dr. Willie Wilson, always will, always have. He's having another food and gas giveaway on the 25th of March. I told him, don't even why he keeps doing it. You know, people that's didn't, didn't, didn't that's respond the right do. way. Mm-hmm. Tri- Triple-down economics. That should have been elected mayor of the city of Chicago. We agree on something. By mm-hmm. yeah. black people because they said, oh, he's not educated. The man's a multimillionaire. Oh, he dropped out of school. The man's a multimillionaire. Oh, he's not articulate. The man can buy and sell their house and their whole family. Right. Okay? He made it the, the right way on his own. Exactly right. But I could not agree with him with going with Paul Vallis for a couple of reasons. And one of them manifests itself today. Well, yesterday. Yesterday was supposed to be the payday for his black workers. Do you know they had a fight on Madison and Western at Paul Vallis' campaign office because half the people didn't get their checks? The other half of people, the checks were written out all sloppy and messy, and they couldn't cash them. You know, and, and I just believe that, you know, what you do to people now is how you're going to be if you get to be mayor. Well, he should I get a loan from the pay. teachers' union to fund his campaign. Well, uh, wherever he gets the money, pay your workers, Stephanie. You pay right. yours, I pay mine. Well, then well she's so talking about Brennan. But, you know, this is the, well, this is the lesser of two evils because neither one of them have talked about well, sanctuary cities. Neither one of them talk about lowering taxes and doing things which is driving businesses out of Illinois into Indiana. In fact, one show we'll have my yeah. friend's wife, the state senator from Indiana, 
and she'll talk about what they mm-hmm. do in Indiana versus Illinois. And neither one of them, they both well, have what? education backgrounds. Nobody's talked about that the kids in Chicago can't read. We spend $29,000 per kid. The math and reading scores are deplorable. Neither one of them I have agree. addressed that. I'll go I further, Ricky. To me, the biggest issue has been public safety. Yeah, kids can't get to school. So they're failing school when they when you can't. You have, to have these walking zones that are. You yeah. have to have these people. safety zones. Yeah, now zones. we're immigrant friendly. Okay, wait. Let, 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 let Ricky respond. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ricky. Well, a couple of quick things. I'm gonna just drop some nuggets in here. One, believe me, I had the conversation with Brandon Johnson about taxes. I don't want no new taxes. Well, I had a conversation about Brandon Johnson about defunding the police. I don't know if you noticed, but in the last debate, he's backing away from that defund the police. All politicians do that. Tesla didn't do it much as most, but they all do that. Richard did it a little bit. You put something out there, then you you reel it back a little bit when you see that uh, it's going to make you lose or whatever that stuff. So when he originally said that defund the police was the middle of the George Floyd and all this, now he has moved more toward the middle. The middle is where we should be. Now, on crime, real quick, because I still live on the west side, born and raised, going to leave here on the west side, right? You can't just throw police at the issue. You also have to do those mental health things. I have fear for an officer who goes to a domestic call. And and the mayor will tell you this. Richard will tell you this. The worst call police want to go on is a domestic. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the the wife could call about the husband, but then when the police put the husband in the cuffs, she might hit the police over the mm-hmm. head right, right. because her emotions is involved in that. Send a mental health person in there with the police. Don't oh, send them in okay. there. Rick, Ricky, can, right, do I have you for a little while longer? And can you take some calls if you do stay? Huh? I'll stay long as you want. All right. Thanks, Rick. Because I, I, the, the music's on. We about to go to break. I got some good callers on the line. They want to mix it up with you or, or my guest right here. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back with more Black and Right. Stay tuned. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. John, you're still not going to convince me. I'm still a George Michaels fan. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Right. Oh, I'm your host, Verlon Galloway, and this is how I want to do it. I want to go to the doctor because he has something to say to Ricky that I want to hit these calls. All right. All right, Doc. Oh, well, I have two things. One, one of them I wanted to, um, to defend Stephanie oh. about the whole abortion issue. Um, I don't think we always make that an issue. I think it's the Democrats who know that it's, a, that it's an issue and try to put us on the defensive. And I think a lot of times we don't have an answer for it. We try to pivot, but in the primary, it's like those who are pro-life. And I don't, you know, I'm pro-life as well. But sometimes we shouldn't necessarily always make it a uh, the issue in 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 the primary. I and I get it, I get it. But in this state, it's a it's a sledgehammer against us every single time. And until we come up with an idea of how we how we communicate. Um, how we feel about it and why other people should agree with us. Because if you believe it is wrong to to kill innocent life, uh, we need to be able to state that and state it and then move on to the next thing. I feel I'm pro-life because it's wrong to kill innocent life. And I think most people will agree. It, we, we have to t- talk about the elephant in the room and the lack of an elephant. Rahner, a Republican governor, funded abortions. 
We have to remember that. I mean, I think yeah. Democrats never even would have tried something so crazy. Somebody that we trusted made us a sanctuary state and funded abortion. That's a person with an R by his name. Okay. So, you know, so uh, we Ricky, have, uh, uh, hold on, hold on Ricky, go ahead. So let me let me do it. Okay, Ricky, Ricky, the, um, the, the problem with Brandon is that Brandon is pretty much owned by the teachers unions. Oh. So how are we going to do anything about education uh, when his... He's, he's going to be put in, if he were to win, he'd be put in office by the teachers union. And everybody knows uh, that that school choice, that that charter schools are, are good for the black community. And, and people are lining up to get involved in, uh, to get their kids enrolled in charter schools or private schools or, or whatever if we had school choice. How hey, does Pistol, that help us? Hey, hey Pistol P, Pistol P, do we still got Ricky on the line? Okay, Ricky, go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear can you, you hear now. Yeah, I can hear you. When I was senator, when I, was senator I supported charter schools in my district. I had, I think, more charter schools in the 5th Senatorial District than any other senator in Chicago. However, that still didn't stop me from supporting public education. Uh, Do the public schools need to do better? Yes, they do. It's just like Stephanie said. Those test scores are unacceptable. But the same way that Brandon will be independent of the teachers' union, it's the same (laughs) way that Paul Vallis wins. Ha, ha, ha. But if Paul Vallis wins, I believe he will be independent of the fraternal order of police. I know they endorsed him early on, strongest supporters. But I do believe if Paul wins, he's going to find a way because he also recognizes or else he wouldn't be working with ex-cons for community and social change. He wouldn't be working with some of these street guys if he didn't believe that it takes more than just putting more police on the street. Uh, to get it done. Ricky, FOP believes in put all police on the street. Okay, Rick, uh, Jim has something to talk to you about. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, Ricky, your old buddy, Jim. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, one of the problems with these schools, neither one of these guys are talking about the filth and garbage in some of these books. There's one I have a copy of the cover here. You can buy it at Amazon. It's called It's Perfectly Normal. This stuff is in some of these classrooms. This stuff is in some of the libraries. Neither one of these guys are talking about this filth that it's not going to allow kids to be critically thinking adults when they get older because they're not being taught properly because this stuff, the social stuff, has no business being in schools. And this all, all this LBGT influence that these guys are peddling isn't healthy either. Well, let me say, as, a, as an author, and I've authored two books, Black Enough, White Enough, The Obama Dilemma, and Backstabbers, uh, and if you want to really look at them, they weren't necessarily complimentary of politicians, period. Um, but I don't like banning books. I think that's a slippery slope when you start banning books. Well, what if it's child uh, porn? You it shouldn't be the in the libraries well, at the not, school. Well, it's in there. Let's be real I'll clear. show you. I'll send let's you a copy. Very, Jim, let's be very clear that I am not a promoter of child porn or anything like I'm that. I said it. What I said is <laughs> I have a problem with banning books. That's why I have a problem with people discriminating against anybody because I'm black and I'll be next. You know? Well, no. but see, the problem so is I, these books isn't... I try to defend everybody's rights. Now, let me say this. If, if there's I child porn know. in these books, is that, I don't, that me, shouldn't be there. And I finish. I will, I will finish and I will be done. I don't know um, if what all books are in the public schools or in any of these schools right now. I don't think it is as widespread Oh, oh. As some people say, it is. It is. Well, and this whole sex is. ed thing, Ricky, is being it's, mandated. Yeah, yeah, look at the national sex ed standards that J.B. Pritzker signed into law. It's seventy-two pages. You should download it. It's unbelievable. But I always ask Democrats like you, Ricky, did your kids go to the regular neighborhood schools, or did you use your influence to make sure your kids got into the good school? 
My kids went to the. I had more than one. Remember, I got yeah. five. I was busy. Yeah, me right? too. I got. I got, I got nine. I, I got your beat. Boys oh, and girls. You know what uh-huh, I'm saying. Uh huh. And I, most of mine went to the regular schools. Guy went to Weston House. Um, um, little Ricky uh, did go to uh, Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spoke to my ex-wife would speak to all the principals. You want every school to be. A great But they're not. We know that they're they're failing our kids. All right, Rick, hold the line. I'm going straight to these calls as right after this break. We'll be back with more black and right. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's black and right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm black. Welcome back to Black and Right. And I want to do exactly what I said I was going to do. I want to go straight to these phones. Mark, man on the street. You're on the line with Ricky Hendon, former state senator, and all my distinguished guests. Go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Hey, it's Mark Weirmiller, man on the street. I'm coming in hot. I've got a quick report, 30 seconds here, and then I'm going to hang up. I just want you guys to remember, I went, I went to the funeral uh, last week, two weeks ago, for Andre Martinez, Lasso, Chicago police officer, killed in the line of duty. Uh, the two parades we went to at Southside Irish Parade, they uh, had memory of Ella French, Paul Bauer. we got to support our police. we got to go after the criminals. Quick comment. On, I'm not going to comment. I, what I want to see is a forum of all you guys in person, maybe with WIND, because I want to see you guys in person hashing this out. But what I want for the Republican Party is support police, less taxes, right to work, less government, uh, school choice, Trump 24, 2024. And I'll see you guys at the conservative <laughs> summit. I just posted the link to it on the Facebook page. I'm going to leave it at that. And uh, thanks for having me on. Mark Weirmiller signing off, going out hot. Always, Mark. Always. <laughs> All right. I want to go. I, I, I want to go to Don. Don, because he's he's on uh, subject. He's on subject. He's on topic. Yeah, he's on topic. <laughs> Hello. Yes. What up, Don? Oh, hey, um, I, I just want to know if uh, everybody's got that off their chest and uh, feel a little better right now. Yeah, they do. I'm looking at their faces. They look they look happy now. This is a, this is a great party. Hey, hey, Dennis and uh, Stephanie, uh, we we had a we had a, a heck of a battle uh, through November, and uh, and you know what? What I learned most about the Illinois GOP, the thing they're best at, is uh, making excuses why we lost. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. going forward, and um, Dennis, I think you were in that uh, strategy meeting in July where the consultant said we don't know if don't go need to go after that mail-in vote when I was saying we needed to. And that same consultant was at that meeting in Bolingbrook saying we need to go after the mail-in. So they're hiring the same consultants over and over and over. That's a mistake. And that's the sad part. They get rich no matter what. They're in it for the long game. Win or lose, the consultant's still going to get paid. Their checks cash. And- I- and we got to so, do something. I agree with, so, Don, let me tell you this. And I spoke up. <clears throat> I was at Greg Hart's, uh, the autopsy of the campaign and what DuPage County looked like afterwards. And Donald Trump lost us two U.S. Senate seats by saying, just stay home. It's Everything's rigged. Don't vote by mail. It'll never get there. That trickled down to people do not vote by mail. You, I'm telling All you, right. Stephanie. So people won't vote by mail. Democrats do things with purpose. Make it easy to vote. Send everybody ballot after ballot after ballot, and they're going to go after them. And while Republicans are still complaining about it, they're winning elections. Right. So well, Trump is saying that, he wants to but, do the same thing. But then now. now he does. Meeting in July, uh, that that consultant said we we need to not 
we need to not go after the mail-in. We need to go after, and it was very clear. I, I, I lost my mail-in balance. amount, and, mm-hmm. I, and I, I told everybody going in, I told Greg. And that's Hart, why we need PCs. Them. We need precinct committee men because we need Thanks to clean lot, those Don. ballots. Thanks a lot, call, man. We need to clean the, the voting rolls, and, and we need a strong um, grassroots ground game to know Can exactly. I talk about consultants real quick? Go ahead. Yeah. I've seen them with Richard's campaign and with your campaign and others. If you guys, I, I support a Richard. I don't support all of his consultants. Trust me. Right. They wouldn't let Richard be Richard. They wouldn't. I knew Richard, which is why I supported him. They didn't let him get out. So when you saw Richard out on the stump, he you, wasn't you himself. You should have fired him, Richard. You should have let them. Well, I here, wouldn't have but, been able to do anything if I couldn't be me. I would well, say just, right I'm on just, record. Uh, one year you, campaigning, I'm, I'm I always got my, to be I'm Stephanie speaking for Russell. myself. I'm not, yeah. not going to speak Okay, but governor. you don't let anybody yeah. run your your name was on it, so you need well, to be. You know, when you people know. are supporting you financially, just like you got the money from Uline and the and the play by the rules pack, people. Ken Griffin money? All right. But I'm just saying. The point of the matter is is that we all have to get on the same page. I like Mark Wallermeyer's uh, idea, Wildmore's idea. I said it here before. We should all be at a panel. We should all be at the Western or something talking about it. Not at, not at each other. Yeah. But people who have different roles or what their perceived roles are because we all have, uh, we still we have an opportunity. We got a state to save. We, and, and, we do. And it, when people are leaving faster than, um, we can't even keep up with the amount of people that are, ex- it's the great exodus. And everybody's going to Florida and Tennessee where the taxes are lower and um, we we have and we have to understand south of 80, those people are invested in this wonderful state. They're farmers. They have businesses. They don't want to leave and they shouldn't have to leave. And it's just really sad that um, people think that the glory is, is just getting out of the state. It's to stay here and fight. And we got to do something different. I want to I want to go to Kip. Kip. He's been holding the longest. What's up, Kip? Hey, well, it's nice to hear you all. Steph, I love you. You know, it's too bad that, you know, you didn't get to the high high ground there, the highest ground there in Illinois. But uh, it, it, be that as it may, Republicans have a long road to hoe, you know, talking farming, and why there are still conservative far, you know, far, you know, good people, that are still here in Illinois that still want to fight. But it's too far and few in between anymore, especially when you're arguing with each other and have anything. Ever since COVID and, and, and the lockdowns and everything, things really went haywire. Look in our wonderful country when law and order only goes against one side and it's all political. The, the 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 examples are in front of our faces. Who are they going after? The, the Department of Justice. You know, it's one sided, and 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 I don't know how this is all going to wash out in the long run. But it, it it's it's we all got to stick together as one united. Americans. All right. Even thank, though we're being overtaken. Thanks, we're Kip. being thanks, overtaken. Thanks, Kip. I got six seconds. Ricky, don't go anywhere. Philip, don't go anywhere. Roseanne, Robert, take you in a second. Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey. That's right. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White. 
I'm Berlon Galloway. We're going to wrap this second hour up. Uh, let me address Ricky for a second. Ricky, you still on the line? Yes. I, I know yeah, you. I'm here. I, <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> I was eating a cookie. Uh oh. Anybody know the Heimlich? I'm okay. okay. I was eating a cookie and we came right back. Yeah. Okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. Now I, I know you were listening to those phone calls. Yeah, I, I, I want you to listen to one more. I just want you to listen to this one okay. lady on the line, and then I want you to respond. Rosanna. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to Black and Right. Hi. Thank you for uh, letting me speak. And see, when I signed up for the Republican Party, they showed me a platform, and I said, "Yes, I will buy into it." And that's what I signed up for. I'm a Latina. I grew up in the 5th Congressional District, Rahm Emanuel's district. Uh, I ran for Congress. The Republican Party didn't want me. I was too conservative. I had been to the border three times. I testified before Congress about illegal immigration and how it was killing my brothers and sisters, American brothers and sisters. I just want to say, really, I've done more for the African-American community than Richard Irvin. Richard Irvin embraces illegal immigration uh, to stop ICE to uh, do their job. And I want America first. I've stood for it. I've spoken out for it. And, uh, you know, there we have a platform. And you know how you bring up a juvenile delinquent? You say one thing and you do another, and that's the Republican Party right now because we have a platform we're supposed to follow. Richard Irvin did not meet most of the criteria on our Republican platform. Uh, Richard Irvin, do you want to respond? You know, I've been mayor of the second largest city in the state of Illinois for the past six years. In my second term, a city that's majority minority, 10% African-American, 42% Latino, and uh 5% 5% Asian, and that's our fastest-growing minority. While I've been mayor, we've reduced taxes 16% across the board, which affects the majority-minority people in our community. While I've been mayor, I've put more police officers than police force and reduced crime to its lowest levels in the history of our city for the minorities in the city of Aurora, black and Latino. Uh, and I've improved education, which means all of our black and Latino kids have an opportunity to uh, succeed and compete on a global level. Uh, in this in this world, in this country, in our state, and in our city, in my city, so you know I I've been elected to office before that as alderman for ten years, advocating on making sure that we give our communities an opportunity to thrive. So I'm not really sure how you compare yourself, you know. To, well, we're to, to talking me. about illegal I'm talk, I'm talk, and I've, illegal, I've, sir. My American so, taxes need to go to American and, and, and that's citizens, fine. And, be they black, white, Hispanic, or Asian. And, and that and that's fine. So you know, I guess I, she's I asking about I don't, did I don't, you support sanctuary cities? Absolutely Aurora not. Aurora, Aurora is not a sanctuary city. Will never be a sanctuary city. Matter of fact, the minute I became mayor, that was one of the first things our Latino leaders met with me to talk about making Aurora sanctuary city. We don't. First of all, uh, no municipal municipal mayor or even governor has uh, jurisdiction over um, sanctuary cities and immigration. That's, but you that's a federal issue. But you sanctuary nope, states, absolutely sir. Not. I'm I, reading all the articles. Well, I, don't know, I don't know what you're reading, but the reality is if I'm well, in a sanctuary city in the city of Aurora, which we are not, 
I'm not really sure what you're reading. I don't applaud Sanctuary it. Won't allow state, it and sir, won't allow Sanctuary it. Sanctuary State, you applauded it. You that openly is, that is, applauded that is untrue. Sanctuary State. That, that is untrue. Well, thank you. It's yeah, just going to go back and forth. Thanks a lot, Roseanne. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, Ricky, you have anything to say about that? Oh, Rick. Uh, Ricky, 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 the, the, mu- the music is on. Can you stay? Can you stay for the next, for the third hour? I mean, for the beginning, well, for 15, 20, 30 minutes? A bunch of stuff was said. I got to respond. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, thanks. Stay on the this line. What's wrong with y'all? Republican Party won't even accept the fact that okay. Richard Irvin has 40 Latino community. What he's supposed to be? Okay, all right, all right, Rick, okay. Rick, Rick, all right. stay, stay to after the break. I need to hear it. We'll be back with more black and right. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Thank you for tuning in to Black and Right, and thank you to the people who stayed tuning in to Black and Right. The show is doing awesome. I'm getting phone call after phone call, and I don't have to do no talking today, baby. So I'm going to save all my crazy stories from Vegas to next week. Now, we want to go back. I want to go back to uh, Ricky because he had a lot to say, and then I'm going to go to the doctor because he wants to respond to Ricky. So, Ricky, go right ahead. Okay, well, just couple real quick. Um, you know, when I had my regular show on CPT, I got a lot of criticism for bringing Republicans on my show. I brought you on. I brought Stephanie on. Jim has been my guest. I believe that we got to hear from both sides. I took that criticism. I didn't care because you can't just hear from Republicans you can't, and we can't just hear from Democrats to get the solution. You just can't do it. So if you guys decide to have some forum, I'd attend. But I guarantee you, for some far right for free? and far left, it's gonna be some far right and some far left are gonna be telling both of us, "Don't sit down with them Democrats. Don't sit down with them Republicans." And that's part of our problem. Okay. On police, I believe, and I put this to Brandon Johnson, that our officers, brave as, as they are, should be on a four-day work week. All of this five days, and then you're doing all of the overtime. You're stressing them out. Give them a four-day work week, three days they have to be with their families and, and, and help the, their wives and husbands raise the children, help the children through school. And if they seek counseling, it should not be on their record as a negative. Either it's not reported at all on their record or some kind of way it's put that it is a positive to seek help if you need help. We can support the police, and we have to be creative in it. Lastly, on the police, we have to revamp the uh, detective department division. If your clearance rate is at 5%, it might be at 10%. That means 90 to 95% of the killers, the shooters are just getting away. The carjackers are just getting away. If you can't solve but 5% of the cases and you think you're going to get rid of crime, you crazy. Cause well, it ain't some of that's happen. because of Kim Fox. Uh, well, 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 okay. we, we, we'll get to Kim Fox. Go ahead, go ahead, Ricky, go ahead. <clears throat> I don't accept part of this is on Kim Fox. We have to be for real about what we're doing, everybody. Just like what Stephanie said about those test scores in school, I agree with her. I'm not going to just because I'm a Democrat defend, oh, no, 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 no. 
let's deal with what's real. If your clearance rate is one of the worst in the nation, you have to revamp the detective department. And, and you have to get officers out there that people will talk to. If the community is afraid of the police, they ain't going to tell them nothing. If you have a policy, which Lori Lightfoot put in, and I was against it when she did it, of a no-chase policy, these crooks know if I make it to the car or run down the alley, they're going to let me go. And what are they going to do if they just keep letting them go? They're going to commit more crime. So we do have to be smart when it comes to policing, not just tough on police. All right. I want the doctor to uh, get on in on this conversation. Well, I would, I would I would agree on that, that, that something needs to be done there. Uh, we need to first understand, though, what it is, that the, what the problem is. Is it because of what Lori Lightfoot, uh, you know, put in practice or is it some, something else? Because uh, you don't want to revamp something if we just take a few tweaks and get it and fix it. I'm sure some of the police officers, I'm a former police officer myself back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm for, you know, uh, you know, funding the police and giving them what they need. But there will always be bad cops. Right. There's always going to be someone who's not going to be doing their job, just like they're bad pastors. I'm a, I'm a preacher as well. So uh, <laughs> right. But, but one of the things we, we, we have to do in the Republican Party is start to reach out. And I know, Verlon, you've talked about this. Reach out to other other, other minorities, Latinos, Asians and get them involved. Because there's a lot of people that actually agree with us on a number of these different issues. And so that's one of the reasons why we're having the Black Conservative Summit. That's right. Now, you don't have to be black to attend. Uh, I think it was somebody else who said something. And you don't have to identify as black. You can come. And <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> you, you can come. Was it, was it a please clap moment? <laughs> you got to tell them all the amazing people that are on that you've so managed we, to. So we've together. got uh, yeah. Dr. Vody Bacham, Larry Elder, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, uh, I think John Anthony may even show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Verlon said he's going he's gonna to try and make it over there. Ken Blackwell, Pastor Corey Brooks, C.L. Bryant. Uh, I don't know if, how many of you know about Horace Cooper. Latasha Field, oh. who also ran for uh, lieutenant governor yeah, as well. Woman, yeah. um, so there's a number of different people. Curtis Hill, who's from Indiana. He, was, he used to be the uh, oh. attorney general in, uh, in Indiana. Um, Stephanie Trussell will be there. She will actually be uh, uh, interviewing some folks. And Richard Irvin will be there. Now, That's they right. won't be talking like oh, this, but, <laughs> but if you want to see them in the flesh and in, in person, <laughs> come, come to the summit. Please go online. I have to turn in uh, and, and sign up before the end of this week. Well, oh, you, by Monday, when is the summit in the, in the website, Monday noon. Really? Um, the BlackConservativeSummit.net. We want our uh, people in the audience to look just like heaven. Black, white, Asian, uh, Latino, whatever you are. Um, come we're, we're a big family i want us to come together and we need to make a statement That's well mentioning the 24th and the, the 25th mentioning statement i have somebody on the line with a a heck of a statement phil from blue island tell us why we all losers in the republican party <laughs> well first of all i want to congratulate you on the uh the real black and right show <laughs> <laughs> Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> thanks a lot phil <laughs> this is real. This is real. Uh, there's a lot of ways I can go with this. First thing, I just want to, uh, um, I don't know, Stephanie, I don't know what's going on. But to say that you walk down 79th Street with just a bunch of gangbangers and drug dealers, is it's just so no. it's so wrongheaded for no. you to even say something. No. It's not, it like, And it's really unnecessary. Wait, wait, wait. I walked down I'm just talking to people, campaigning, and it was just an opportunity 
that to spend the day with people that were that you just need to engage with that are suffering under the policies of the Democrat Party. Now, I was about to give you a compliment because no, they're not. Of course not. That's not what I said. If you want to believe that, that's not what I said. And Stephanie and Stephanie, like you said, you need to be there all the time. And you know what, Ricky and Phil both. Everybody knows when I had my radio show, I had just as many Democrats in the studio as Republicans. And I would show up at every WVON event. But first, I'll be the first member of the media there because I want to be engaged and want to know what's going on. And so I'm not one of those people that's in the uh, in the country club somewhere. I'm on the street. My heart and passion is always with the West Side and how we don't have a grocery store over there. No Starbucks, no Mariano's like they have on the South Side in the black neighborhoods. So that's my heart and passion. Nobody can ever say that I'm just talking a good game. I was willing. I didn't say everybody on 79th Street, but I will spend the day talking. Let's let let's let let's let I was going to compliment you, Phil. <clears throat> coming to my aid when I got seasick on the boat, but that's okay. You can't even be nice. But I do appreciate you um, giving me the the ginger candy. But other than that, okay, I want to say something nice about a Democrat. Now go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. Okay, well, thank you. And and then again, there's a lot of things being said. I'm, uh, okay, I'm gonna read to keep it short. Um, uh, Brandon Johnson, um, as an example, um, um, and I can almost uh, almost guarantee that every black man uh, that's in that studio is taking care of their family and they're good family men and taking care of their children. So this whole myth, um, this whole idea of that black men are not taking care of their families is, is, is an old argument. And it needs to be, it needs to be, uh, it needs to be squashed. It needs to be finished with that. Cause today and this day and age, I can see a lot of young folks are taking care of their families, so forth and so on. So the point being Brandon Johnson being that type of an ideal when you can see his black wife, you can see his black children, you can see him on the west side, you can see him concerned about the city and the community. What is the problem with when you have uh, Willie Wilson, and I'm not going to use my favorite uh, bourgeoisie term, but you have Willie Wilson, you have Willie Wilson and Jesse White, you have even this young brother, Jamil, whatever his name is. You got Willie Wilson. You got all these people, and I don't know how many of you all in that room are supporting Dallas. And so why should we as Democrats, or especially as black men and women, look at this black family in Brendan Johnson, Brendan Johnson, and then vote for that one. I just well, why does Brandon, it matter if he's black or not? How about what his policy color. stand for? I wish that Brandon Johnson's well, education background was for school choice and an opportunity to have every kid get to pick what school they want to go to and not their failing schools and their zip codes. And I, none of us, I don't think any of us $30,000 a year spent for CPS students. And what they do they get read. for the money? Okay, hold on one second. Dennis, it, it, Dennis it, wants it, to jump in. If I may, for both for Ricky can, and can for I Phil. Ricky's here. I'm here. I'm here. I just oh, got to right. something. Go ahead, Ricky. Go ahead, Ricky. Ricky wants to talk to all, all of you. All Wait. Of you all. Mm. But the, the reality of the situation is this, and I'm a numbers cruncher. Stephanie, you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the mayor knows it because that, that's why I was saying about people want him to be against the Latino community, and he got 42% Latinos in his uh, city. He's got them. to be careful and has to take their, their, their concerns at heart. If he wants to be reelected mayor and the Republican Party needs to give him room to do that. But uh, Brandon Johnson uh, is not perfect, nor is Paul Valley. I haven't met a perfect politician yet. Well, except Ricky Hendon. <laughs> but All right. just not. Hey, Rick, hold on. Hold on. I got five seconds. We'll be back with more black and right right after this. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. That's right. Black and right continues. On AM 560. Once again, here's John Anthony.
Welcome back to Black and Right. I got to do some rapid fire. I'm sorry because I got another guest holding on and he's got people listening on his podcast. So let me do some rapid fire. I know some people that talk pretty quick and because I, I want them to speak. Number one, Eduardo. What's going on, Eduardo? Hey, hello, everybody. What's up, man? Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Johns is non-existent in Spanish TV. He's not even making commercials. It's everything for Paul Ballas. Let me let me tell you what uh, Kennedy needs to do on the Republican side. They need to have weekly focus studies where they're talking to Illinois residents. Everybody in high school needs to do a work study program so they're not crying about the high student loan uh, debt that they have. And there needs to be, uh, Mr. Urban, you can comment on this because you're a mayor. There needs to be a curfew. This should be everywhere in the U.S., a curfew between 12 a.m. and 5 a.m. So I'll let you guys talk. Thanks Thank a you. lot. Thanks a lot, Eduardo. Don, Don for Naperville. Hi, good evening, everybody. I What's up, Don? a quick point of view. So, you know, I, I have kids with special needs. I'm a special education advocate. And when you go to an, an individualized education program meeting, everybody at that table is going to have a different point of view. The speech path is going to have their point of view. The principal is going to have their point of view. But here's one point of view that you, there's no debate on. It's the data. How is the kid doing in reading? How are they doing in math? And I'll tell you, first and foremost, that is the one area the schools like to hide. They don't want to tell you that parent, and the parent most of the time has no idea that their child is protected by the law, but that's the area they, want to, they don't want to talk about. They want to talk about the kid's nice, their, you know, all these other swaps. So here's what you do. I don't care. You know, we, we were going to disagree about different areas, right? We're not all going to agree on the same thing, but you talk about what, the, what politicians don't want to talk about in the state, and that is the data. They can't, there's not going to be any debate. So I don't care whether it's Naperville. I don't care whether it's CPS. The numbers aren't that much different. They don't differentiate much from one another. Whether you're talking about African-American kiddos, Hispanic kiddos, kids with IEPs, the numbers are disgusting. You look up math. You look up the ELA scores. They, most parents who have kids with special needs, when they, get ta- when they get talked to by politicians about equity and equality, it makes them want to throw up in their mouth. Because they've tasted segregation. They know what it's like to have their kid passed on from grade to grade with no expectation because they've got disabilities, okay? And, I'm, and everyone at that table, every one of you that are sitting there, have tasted different things in life. And so you all bring a different point of view to the table. We need to respect that. But, but whether it's the left or the right, we need to become a party that says, if you want more chaos, keep voting for Democrats. If you want, if you want to see things change, if you want to see flourishing, here's how we're going to bring change. They're never going to. If we keep wearing, you're the party of no. I hear this in special education all the time. You can't vote for the Democrats because they're against funding and you, they're going to take away our funding. And in the meantime, nothing ever changes in this state. So Thank we really need to change the definition. Thanks, thanks a lot, Don. Thanks Thank a lot. You. I appreciate you. Go the ahead, Republican Rick. Party, the Republican Party swore up and down that they were for reducing the deficit and this, that, and the other. When Donald Trump became president, the deficit skyrocketed. COVID, COVID, and who COVID, made up COVID. Congress? Let me say this. Let me say this. Because the party, I hate the two-party system of you, a Democrat or a Republican, blah, blah, blah. The party in power will run up the debt. The party in power takes care of their states and take care of their senators and don't care nothing about the people first. And that doesn't matter which party it is. So for somebody to say, if you want 
chaos. Don't vote for the Democrats. You think January 6th wasn't chaos? Okay. I think think you're kind of done with that. That's ridiculous (laughs) because the summer of love, we're still recuperating from that. So one day and anybody who damaged property and did anything wrong should should be held accountable. But but mentioning January 6th and you on the West Side where they don't even have grocery stores. That's kind of ridiculous. The biggest crime, in Uh my opinion. The, the, the biggest crime that you could do in the United States of America, in my opinion, as an African descendant of slaves who was kidnapped and brought over here, cities. is to try to overthrow the government. Or support I sanctuary support cities. That's United the biggest States crime against America, and, and red, white, and slaves. blue. And anybody mm-hmm. who tries to overthrow the government, they me, weren't trying to overthrow the, the government. Well, but it, Ricky, did you see the Washington uh, Police uh, tur- Tourism Bureau tapes? Yeah. After it was released by, uh, by Kevin McCarthy? We're this gonna, guy was open, had doors open for him. Well, we about serving cookies and coffee. We, we're going to have to have another t- opportunity to talk to you, Ricky. But, but, oh, yeah, we've we got lots of people. January the 6th. Yeah, January what happened. And you, who, you how many people were charged with insurrection? The Republican Party, let me, the Republican Party says they pro-police. But that day, to those people who stormed the Capitol, were wrong. If you stormed the Capitol, would you say that the summer of love was wrong, Ricky? Uh, Throwing garbage cans through Starbucks windows and turning over cop cars? I definitely don't believe in burning down my own damn neighborhood. uh Okay, good. All right. Who prosecuted? We agree. No matter what happens. No, I do not believe you should burn down a riot and loot. Okay. I do not. Okay, Ricky. Okay, Ricky. Hold on. Hold on for one second. P-Ray. P-Ray. Let's go to P-Ray. Because uh, Stephanie has something to talk about with P. Ray. Go ahead, P. Ray. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. It's P. Ray of Black Excellence Hour. How y'all doing? You're doing fine. Fast to three hours of radio right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, except for that evening show on the other station. Uh, so as you guys know, uh, <clears throat> I host the Black Conservative Show on WBON. Let me tell y'all why the Republican Party is losing and will continue to lose. Number one. Uh, the Republican Party does not take black media or the black vote seriously. I mean that because during the campaigns, no Republican candidates um, advertised through black media or on black radio, uh, specifically black talk radio where the voter base is. Number two, the Republican Party has forgotten that it is the party of the freedmen. Okay, this is the whole reason that the party was created was to ensure the freedom and safety of the freedmen. But we got black Republicans who act like they're ashamed of being black. They only got negative things to say about black people. The west side of Chicago does have a grocery store. I just came from it. It's literally a mile and a half from my house. And I've lived over here my entire life. This is not a poverty pit. This is not a place where ignorant people are. But what we do not like and what we cannot accept are people coming over here pandering to us, trying to tell us, you know, that, oh, we're in such dire straits and we need to be saved. No, we are not. We are educated homeowners. I want to finish that. I want to finish my point. Mm-hmm. Until the Republican Party values the value of the freedmen in the country. Again, I'm an eighth generation American. I am not a minority. I am not a person of color. When you call me a person of color or a minority, you are lumping me in with the immigrant class and all of my fellow freedmen, and that's disrespectful. But again, we got black Republicans who act like they ashamed and afraid to talk about black issues as if we're living in this monolithic Well, America, I'm not. And I don't want well, well, I'm not. But you, but you are, but you are. Let me no, tell you. Hold on, wait a minute. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold, no, hold no, on. Hold on for a second. Now, hold on. I want to give you the. Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. 
I'm the only person on this station that talks about black or talks about minority, talk about police killings. I'm the one that talks about this on this show. Everybody else on this station wants to talk about colorblind society. I'm the one that says when I step in the room and my see-through and my glass, I talk about it. So I don't want to hear all that type of stuff. I've been taking the heat since November the 8th. November the 8th, everybody's been talking crazy about me. I'm the one that says Brandon Johnson is going to be the next mayor of Chicago. And I'm saying it right now. Paul Vallis won't be. It will be Brandon Johnson because he's talking about race. All right. So, uh, I, so Stephanie, you go right. You go ahead. Well, I, the, if I say that the candidates ignored black media, well, we know the black media ignores the black candidates. They won't let us come on. Now, Darren Bailey did come on to your show I know he sponsored and came on his show. I came on to your show. I made many attempts to come on to WVON, but as you know, they're not exactly open to that. And when I say there are no major grocery store chains, see, I am 57 years old. I grew up on the West Side. I remember when it was a beautiful place with lots of stores, lots of just booming economy. And Madison and Pulaski, the pe- biggest people over there making money were not drug dealers. We had a gold blast. We had everything on State Street was right in our community. And now when I went over there to hold a press conference, it was in a vacant lot filled with garbage. That's what I'm talking about. I know what our community once was and what we deserve it to be. So I'm not ashamed of the West Side. If you meet me in five minutes, I'm going to tell you where I'm from. Where I'm from because that's that's where I formed my family values. I didn't run away from it, and I'm fighting for school choice. You were privileged; you got to go to Whitney Young. Must be nice, but I'm talking about all the people that don't get to go to Whitney Young and all those places. So I'm not ashamed of being black. Everybody knows who I am. All right, thank you for the call, P. Ray. We got to go to the next person. Uh, I want to go to John from Palatine. Oh, John, you're gonna have to hold on. There's the music. We got to go to a break. I need to take a chill pill anyway. And make a phone call because I got to apologize to somebody. He's been texting me. I got to apologize. I got to go eat some crow. Yeah. So uh, thank you for tuning in to Black and Right. We'll be back after these messages. Okay. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right, and I have a special treat for you right now. The host of this show, this great show, hottest show on Saturday, John Anthony. He's on the line. What's going on, John? Hey, what's going on, brother? Great show that you guys um, are putting on today. Thank you. We're we're falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny. I think that caller said it best who said, you know, if if we spent – as as this much energy and fighting that we fight against each other, if we ever put that together, we could take back Illinois overnight. And I and I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I just want to address two things, though, especially from that last call that I just heard. Um, no matter what anybody feels, black and right is part of black media. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Mm-hmm. Simple, plain as that. I have probably the, the large one of the largest listening black audiences on, on all of Chicago or Illinois radio. So please understand that. Uh, and Verlon, you are not the only one that's been talking about issues, black issues. We talk about black issues all the time. Just because someone may not like our perspective does not mean we don't talk about black issues. Right. That's right. You know, so I wanted to, I really wanted to call in and clear up a few things. Um, because uh, one of the things I, I'm not ashamed of being black. I'm with you, Stephanie. I'm not ashamed of being black, but black is where it ends for me. 
Uh, I believe in black excellence. I don't believe in bringing on and talking about all the, all the all what ails black America. <laughs> I, I want to talk about what's good in black America. Um, because I don't do that, because I don't choose to, to vote for somebody like, as Phil said, Brandon Johnson, because he's black. If he, if I had a choice to vote, I wouldn't vote for Brandon Johnson. Paul Vallis would be my choice. I wouldn't vote. I, I never vote based upon skin color. Because as my good friend Ken Duncan always said, all kin folk ain't skin folk. Well, all skin folk ain't kin folk. So, um, yeah. So that's how I feel about that. And um, I can't wait. And Vlad, I just want to let you know next week, I have a little housekeeping. You're going to have to come and, and open up the show uh, because I'll be there with Eric, Dr. Eric Wallace and the Black Conservative Summit. No problem. Because um, 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 I got to do a, a, a panel uh, on young conservatives. So, um, uh, Richard, Mayor Richard. What's up, my brother? Love you, brother. I love you back, man. I love you, brother. Uh, Dennis, I had a great time with you. Stephanie, you're always amazing. I'm a little upset that you bring cookies when I'm not there or whatever you talk about. <laughs> but I didn't bring hot dogs, though. I thought that would be wrong if you weren't here. Cookies are delicious, too. Delicious cookies. Oh, Dr. 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 And I'll never forget, yeah. I used to walk knock doors for Hollywood Hendon when I was a kid. And he knows I never have, no matter, we, we can have our disagreements, but he knows I will never have anything bad to say about Hollywood Hendon. My man. And let me say this you know? to you. You have a great show, man. And you all, you and y'all do what I do. And sometimes people don't like it or understand it. But if they would just listen and understand yeah. that we are one race, I said one time, I almost wish that the, the Martians would, uh, would invade a, a, the world, Earth, and then we'd realize that it's us against somebody else instead of us Come on, against man. black and us against, black and us against brown. Because, you know, it, it's one human race, man. I, I appreciate yeah. that about you. Believe it. Yeah, and you know what? I took a lot of beef for bringing uh, the mayor on my show. The mayor knows this. The mayor and I talked about this. But you know what? My thing is, how can we know unless we have these hard, tough conversations, how to, how, to, how, to, how to solve them. The only way to solve them is if we talk to each other, no matter how much we disagree, no matter if you're black, white, uh, gay, lesbian, trans, we have to have these conversations with each other. Uh, and, and we have to give each other the latitude to have these conversations, even when we, we know we're going to disagree. And that's the key. Yeah. So I'll let you guys be. And Dr. Wallace, I can't wait for the event. I think you've put together a very strong event and um you you know you're the man and um and phil phil from blue island it's called black and right brother don't forget with john anthony All right. <laughs> <laughs> mic, mic drop thank, thank you man hey, hey i ain't trying to take your crown i'm happy being no, no, a co-host no. there's a lot of pressure you, can you, see all the work, and you see how much work he has to do in that spot you are doing a great but uh, you're just like it's a lot you, it's you know what you know what's yeah. very important for all of us to say is happy birthday to john's daughter who turns 10 oh, oh happy oh, birthday, birthday to your little girl brother so well it was a nice yeah, tribute that veil ahead did for you <laughs> Thank you, guys. You guys have a good time. See you, John. See you, right, see you later. Now, I got to bring I gotta bring this guy on. He's been holding forever, and he's at, like, an event. Vincent. Vincent Cavallari. What's going on? 
How you doing, fellas? What's How's it going, going on, Chi Town? I'm, I'm hey, sorry. Vince, I'm well, sorry. I had you on uh, holding for so long. I just got. I'm like an air traffic controller right now. I got so much stuff going on. But come, come on, tell me, tell me your spiel. What do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, I, Jim asked me to come talk about uh, ranked choice voting, but you know, the dialogue you had going on in that studio was pretty impactful. And 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 despite maybe some some angry folks out there, it's abundantly necessary. I, I think nobody. The moment you stop listening and keep doing all the talking, you're part of the problem. So um, I love what you're doing here. These conversations are 100% necessary. They're impactful. It's God's work. And the only thing I will dispute when people... Hold hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought. I only got five seconds. We'll be back with more Black and Right. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. America's mayor had to go. But um, we still have Vince Cavallari on the line, and I'm glad you hung on. So can you finish your thought? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and again, we can we can discuss whatever you want, but, but when I was talking a moment ago how these conversations are, are absolutely necessary, uncomfortable speech is also necessary and we need to have honest dialogues and not just get up there and pontificate and what i mean is is someone said we just need to quash the argument about fatherless homes or fatherless oh that was a feel from blue island families. that was feel from blue island and, yeah and, and, I, and i'm not sure but and i'm not sure where that comes from but the data doesn't support that and until we're ready to say things like that and put action plans in place to deal with things like that, then, then the conversation or the dialogue we're having isn't an honest one. We know that, that what's happened now with Democrat leadership in America is they put us on our worst path in about 50 years. I feel like we're living back in the, in the late 50s, early 60s, all over again. And there's, there's, there's just too much side noise here. There's, the low-hanging fruit is very simple. Nothing in a community can work if its citizenry isn't safe. And if we start from there and start to work ourselves towards solutions, I think Democrats, Republicans alike can collaboratively come to some agreement. But but the finger pointing, the unnecessary and 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 the really the the less than truthful dialogue is not helping anything. Okay, Ricky, would you like to respond to that? I think he's right on point. I mean, I can't. I, nothing he said could I find disagreement with. We have to be honest about these discussions, just like we have to be honest about uh, why crime is so high in certain neighborhoods. When you take away all the schools, you close public schools, you close it down a community. When you, whether it's a pro, pro, they should now that that's the situation. Yeah, maybe we should reopen some of those schools as charter schools to help rebuild back community. I'm not against that. We have to be honest about these discussions. Fatherless homes lead to these kids being wild and acting crazy. And that's just the truth. So I don't disagree with nothing you said. But please. I want to I want to bring uh, the doctor in on this, doctor. Well, I think he's correct. But you you talk about honest conversations. How do we get those honest conversations when some people don't don't want to fix? Um, you know, there's a push toward um, cultural Marxism. And if and that's so, and I believe that it is, those people don't want to have. It's not about the issue is never the issue. The issue is about the, the revolution. And right. so there's certain people who, want, who don't want to see families together. They want to break on both sides. 
Dennis, I want to bring Dennis. I want to bring Dennis in right quick. Dennis, no, and I agree because when we talk about uh, what's happening with the city of Chicago, I said it here on this show. It's important. We want a successful Chicago. We want a because it, it's our largest city. There's millions of people that live there. It's better for the suburbs. It's better for the state. But the uncomfortable conversations are for people who are prepared to have them, that are open. But the one thing that Democrats do that Republicans don't. They are loyal to a T. Yep. Soon as that election, that primary is over, they're all online, and we're still shooting at one another because we're still concerned about we're, we're not even done with that. They they never you know disagree in public. Not one Republican right. Democrat has ever said anything about Joe Biden. We know he's a disaster. They never say, oh yeah, maybe the border issue should be looked at, or maybe Obamacare wasn't great. They stay in lockstep no matter what together. Yep. That's not true at all. I said it on my show. Oh. Yeah, we need to secure the border. I'm a Democrat and I'm black and I live on the West Side. Well, you're yeah, you're we a rare. To. You're a unicorn. Well, that is odd because they don't say that. That's not where Brandon Johnson's at. And right. I can tell you that. So, Ricky, I have a quick question for actually for both of you guys. Okay, but real quick on that, let me say something else. I also said, okay, if Chicago is a welcoming city and you get some migrants who come into they're Chicago, it should not be forced. They should immigrant. My, you, uh, terminology, sure, I'll slip up sometime. But they should not be forced into Woodlawn and into the black neighborhood. Amen. The Latino alderman, people can't name me one Latino alderman who say, yes, bring them to my community. Not one. Oh, well, okay. you know, Trump had all his folks with black the border. Hold on one second. I just want to get, I want to get, I want to get two calls in. John from Palatine. Thanks for calling back. Hey, uh, Verlon. Uh, uh, great show today. And uh, hi, Stephanie. Hey. Uh, listen, I wanted to make a comment uh, regarding uh, the previous caller, Roxanne's question to uh, Mayor Irvin. She she wanted to find out, uh, uh, she had a point that the Republican Party has a platform, and uh, essentially she wanted uh, Mayor Irvin to tell us how his campaign championed uh, the platform and the planks of the Republican Party. And instead of answering her direct and uncomplicated question, he went into a stump speech. And I, I'd also, if he was still on the line, I wanted to ask him why he ran as a Republican when he, in 2014, 2016, and 2020, pulled a Democratic ballot. Well... You, 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 I think you, it's shameful. Yeah, he he left. You didn't. Yeah. He didn't get a chance oh, to ask him. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. next. Great time. question. But yeah. thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you calling back, John. Uh, let's let's thanks. take let's take Nick from the Northwest Side. Hundred percent. Yeah. Thank, qualified. Thank you very much. Uh, you have a great oh, show as usual. From beyond. Thank Rich you. Hello? Still there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting a little feedback, but I'll try to just go ahead. Um, as a senior citizen, uh, a white guy, and I apologize, and uh, as a conservative, and I, again, I apologize. Oh, come on. <laughs> but anyhow, over the decades, thank you, over the decades, uh, I've come to recognize black Americans as nice people, honest, hardworking people, uh, because of some unfortunate bad experiences in the schools, and occasionally on a job, and sometimes on a street. To this day, I haven't, but these are a generally the word minority, a small group of the black population. So I want to just say, I appreciate this, the numbers I see for Vallis. I, I personally feel Vallis is the proper person. I'm not denouncing Mr. Johnson really. Cause he's doing what he feels is right. I have no doubt about that, thanks but a, I feel uh, that. Thanks a lot, man. This is what, it's a hard thank break. You. Thank you. 
This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Black and Right with the host, John Anthony, and I'm just filling in. But I want to knock these two calls out, and then I want all my guests to sign off and tell them what's coming up. So I want to go to Angela. Angela, thanks for calling. Hi, Verlod. How you doing? Uh, I've been engrossed for the whole three hours. Wow. Excellent. I wish I had more time to say what I'm going to say. Uh, when the good doctor from South Elgin addressed the issue of pornography being forced on, upon the young children in the government schools, Ricky denied it. He doesn't want to accept that it's going on. And so, Ricky, you have homework to do. Uh-oh. I'm not the only one who thinks this way now. I know that a lot of people there, some of the people there in the room, if not everybody, agrees with what I'm saying. You have homework to do. You have to find out more about what's happening. Well, uh, okay. Rick. Let me respond to that. I never, I said it wasn't as wholesale and as widespread as. Some no, you said you did not agree. With you didn't I say he had enough proof. Like for us to believe. And I will do my homework. I promise you, I will check into it. All you right. do that. We are on it. Thank you. Uh, thank okay. you. He, he hear you. He ain't said for him to just leave it at that, that he heard you. Thank you, Angela. I want to go to David from Lansing. Hey, Verlon. What's hey, going Stephanie. on? I've been with you since the beginning. Thank you. Keep going strong, Stephanie. Oh, um, thank you. The uh, policing issue, I'm tired of this policing issue type thing. This is a prosecuting issue. The biggest slice of the pie in Chicago is lack of uh prosecutors with the fortitude to carry it out because repeat offending is going up. It's obvious. Left and the right know this. Repeat offenders are going up. That's a prosecutorial problem. It's not a policing problem. I just want to say that. Have a good day, guys. Great show. Hey, man, thanks. Call back next week. We're going to mix it up. Go ahead, Ricky. If if the police don't bring a case to to the prosecutor, the prosecutor can't prosecute. The detective unit must be overhauled Nobody can defend a 95%, I mean, only a 5% of conviction rate. Can't, you can't well, defend that. Ricky, you are aware that this mm-hmm. officer that was just killed recently, the 18-year-old guy that killed, had killed him, mm-hmm. the police, he had a different case. They wanted to charge him with several felonies, and the, they dropped the ball. It just left him with a misdemeanor, and that was dropped or something, and that's why he was out. The police wanted them okay, to we'll, charge. We'll, and we'll off, and sometimes charges are dropped because... Lack of evidence. If we no, are one, we are at the bottom. We are at critical the bottom. Legal right, right. Mark, and, Mark and, and Ricky, if you can't sit here on this radio station and say that Kim Fox is doing a good job, if you know this falls at the feet of Kim Fox. If you can't admit that, I'm sorry. That what are we talking about, then, Ricky, Ricky? You know that when I when I was in the General Assembly, I was the one who spoke about criminal justice issues and worked with those police superintendents because there were no legislators from Chicago that would work with Anita Alvarez and others. Because it was always about race, which is not about race. It's about public safety. And and the Safety Act is going to be a disaster. And you know that. You know Walter very well. Me and Walter Dudich worked on a lot of police reform together. In fact, I was the one who sponsored the bill that said if police shoot somebody 
and they were off duty at a bar or something that the, the state, the city still had to give them their insurance and everything they had coming to them and couldn't hold it against them just because they were having a beer. Ricky, you you'd be do? too conservative for your district now. It's not <laughs> like that anymore. That. You do remember that bill, though, right? I do. Because... At that time, they were saying if the police was in the bar hey, and they had Rick, a beer in front of them Rick, and they took action, that they, they would be is, denied their, their benefits. Hey, it's, the, it's, the, Rick, it's, the, it's the end of the show. I want to thank you for coming on and taking the heat. Uh, we didn't have enough time to sign off, so I want to say thank you to all of my guests. Dennis, the doctor, Stephanie, Jim, the mystery guest back in the corner. I thank you all. Love you. See you next week.